wisdom of God in a mystery. I want you to understand it's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. These people, it's a mystery. Because it is given unto you. Read on to know the mystery. Mystery, even a mystery. Hit through ages through history. Generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, the nation. Victory. You're listening to, listening to mysteries of his life. Now, since Mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God. Welcome to another episode of Mysteries of the Bible. I am your host, Mr. Powers, and I would like to introduce my co-host. St. James, what's happening, Mr. Powers? We're back in effect. This is nice. I'm excited. This is... And it's been a little bit of a delay. There's been a lot of things going on, but sir, come on, let's let's go. So I'm excited for tonight's class, sir. I mean, I mean, there's definitely been a lot going on, and uh, apologies to everybody out there that took us a while to get uh, back in the groove of things. Um, uh, St. James said it well. There's a lot of things going on. Um, uh, took a lot of time also to get the information for this class because this is this St. James. There is so much going on right now. Um, yeah. So much going on right now, and, and you set it off perfectly in the beginning of the season that we're in the time of prophecy. Right. We're in the time of the words of God coming to pass at a massive level. Everything that you see going on right now is the words of God coming to pass. And you have to believe in it, trust in it, and let it be your guide, St. James. Mm. Yep. Yes, sir. And that's just it, that everything that's going on. I mean, literally, when you start seeing the plan going through the information that we've been taught by the Holy God, and come for the Holy Apostle and Chief, Chief High Priest Sazadak is, 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 is all inspiring and is, I hate to use the word dumbfounding. <clears throat> Excuse me. See, I get all choked up even trying to talk about <laughs> it. You know, um, but it's like, you know, this is information that was brought out like years ago. And then now to be seeing it happen, in the days and times that we're living in is 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 utterly amazing and miraculous Absolutely. and just feel so privileged just to have just to have the opportunity to uh to be able to take part in it, sir. It's it's amazing. I mean we have information that the Holy God's have come for the taught us over twenty years ago. We're gonna bring it out tonight. You're gonna be like, Over twenty years ago, yep. Twenty yep. Over, over that. twenty years ago. Over that. Over twenty years ago. Um no, not over. Let me see. Two thousand three, two thousand one. Oh, no. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Close. Close. Yeah, close. Close to twenty, twenty, twenty years. But the information um, seems like it just came out yesterday. I mean, it's to the T. Um, and we we spoke about the last class. You was going over the last class, and you were telling everybody to repent. Um, right. That if you're doing certain things, you're not going to make it to the kingdom of heaven. And that's how we're going to start off. We're starting to let everybody know. Listen, the time we're in right now, you have no idea the things that's happening behind the scenes and the things that's happening in front of you. Like we were saying, man, everything's happening according to the word of God. That's right. Um, the time that we're living in right now, um, if you're not repenting and you're not getting yourself together and you're not being tentative to what's going on um, in this world and listening to us, if you're not in the truth, if you're in the truth, continue doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is staying up on your righteousness, keeping the commandments, keeping the Sabbath and everything that God requires you to do. If you're not in the truth and you're listening to us, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, your only escape, the things that's coming, but that has, has already started. Is in the Israelite Church of God and Jesus Christ, St. James. They they have no idea the amount of things that's getting ready to happen. It has already kicked off and started, and it is all based on something, St. James. 
Right, your symptoms to balance, because that's what we that's what we, we covered like in the first two lessons, and it just came. It's it's amazing that you know, we'll, we'll talk and like, all right, what was the last pieces about? And it, it totally escaped me until right now. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. still still thank God for bringing it back. But you know, basically, is you know what we showed you the first time was crystal clear that our Lord, King and Savior Jesus Christ is making His second return upon the planet Earth. So if yeah. that alone is not enough to scare you, this definitely will be. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you just asleep and you a simp. You <laughs> yep, you're a sim. You're just you're just part of what it is to be here. You just in the background doing nothing, a simulation. You're not yeah. an important factor. <laughs> right. But uh telling you right now, everything that you see happening on the planet Earth right now, St. James, um, is not coincidence. Oh. Um from anything, from the technology, from the wars, from the rumors of wars, from from the poverty, from the gangs, from the drugs. Um, from the the diseases, from the vaccinations, everything you see going from the politics, from the currencies, from going to digital currencies, everything that you see going on right now, St. James, it is not a coincidence. The people that's being killed at an alarming rate, the poverty among certain ethnic groups, um, people dying from AIDS, cancer, all these things that you see happening that people might be saying, well, what is going on with the world today? It is not a coincidence, St. James. It so, is not a coincidence. Everything that you see happening is all part of what? It is all part of the plan. The plan. Uh, yeah, what plan? The plan. <laughs> and that is the topic of today's class. The topic of today's class is called the plan. The and plan. what you're going to find out that everything, your history itself, nothing, everything that you have been taught that you think happened just because it happened or chain of events that led to these things. Yes, chain of events did lead to these, to these things, but these things was all orchestrated. Okay, what is a plan? It's something that's designed, that's organized, that is well thought out. Okay, that's what the word plan means. That is developed. So everything you see happening right now, it is by design. Uh. It is by design. And once you start understanding these things, you understand how real the word of God is. Because even though these things were already planned out, it was already told to us that it would happen. That's the amazing part. That's the amazing part. So the first scripture I want to get is um, definitely to let everybody know how attentive you must be in the time that we're living in. And let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 33 and verse 6. It's very important. Um, if you're in the truth and you're listening, you know, then you know already where we're going and what we're going to be talking about. And this is just a reminder for you. Make sure you, you go back know. and study. You should know. Go back and no. study because you're going you're gonna to see everything's clear. Um, the things that we've been taught throughout the years is clear. If it's not clear already, it is, it's, it's going to be clear. Just go back and all. I'm going to be referencing certain classes that was taught to us by our teacher, the master teacher, the Holy God's and Comforter, who Christ said will be here in his absence. To bring all things back to our remembrance. Thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for sending us the God's and Comforter to uh, give us all the information coming directly from Christ. And you're going to see that the evidence is going to show without a shadow of a doubt that the truth, that the truth is in the Israelite church of God in Jesus Christ, which is the nation of Israel. St. James? Yes, sir. Um, I got it. So Isaiah 33 and verse 6. Let's read it, please. And wisdom and knowledge shall Stop. be the. St- Read it again. 
and wisdom and, wisdom. and knowledge. And wisdom. See that word right there? And wisdom. Mm -hmm. And wisdom. What wisdom? People might say the wisdom of the world. You know, I got my master's degrees. I got my I got my uh uh DOD, my doctor of divinity. I got my master's in technology and economics. What wisdom is this referring to? Is this referring to, to the wisdom of the world? No, because the God already told us that the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. So we know we ain't talking about that wisdom. Huh. The wisdom he's referring to is the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God Almighty. And the wisdom of God Almighty is found in his words, which is the Bible. So let's read that again. And wisdom. And wisdom. The wisdom of God. Read on. And knowledge. And knowledge. The know-how. What knowledge is that referring to? It's not talking about the knowledge of the world. It is talking about the knowledge of God. And wisdom and knowledge. Read on. Shall be the stability of thy times. See, what time are we in? We are in the time of the end, St. James. And the word of God is clearly explaining to us that the wisdom of God and the knowledge of God is what's going to enable you to be stable in the time that you're in. Says wisdom wow. and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Once you have the knowledge of God and the wisdom of God, you'll be able to operate more better, more efficiently, because that you know the things that's happening, you know the things that's coming, and you know to make the right decisions, the right choices in the time that we live in it. If you don't have the wisdom of God, and if you don't have the knowledge of God, then you don't know what you're doing. You don't know whether you're worshiping God or worshiping Satan. You don't know whether you're keeping the commandments or not because you don't have the knowledge of what it is to keep the commandments. You don't have the wisdom to be able to apply to what it is that you're doing in everyday life to make sure that you're not falling short, that you're not sinning against God. So without these things, you're not going to be able to make it. St. James, anything you want to say on that? Yeah, it's just, it just even coming back to the first point you was making. So it's first is like wisdom that there is, it's, it's not common knowledge that there is different types of wisdom. Right. And most people would normally associate, well, wisdom, yeah, someone is wise. And that's usually an all-encompassing uh, term. But now, so what you're saying, Mr. Powers, make sure you straight, is that now there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a unique type of wisdom that will allow you to be stable and be at peace no matter what it is that you're facing. Absolutely. Whatever trauma, whatever distress, whatever tribulation you're going, the word of God is there to enable you to be stable. As long as you have the wisdom and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is his Bible. So let's read that again. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Right, because what time are we in? We are in the time of the end. And how important is that for the time that we're living in? Like you mentioned before in previous classes, St. James, we're in the time where everything is leading up to the second coming. Of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is what people don't realize. Okay. People don't realize that. But what they don't realize is. Because you even have certain people. That think. That Christ is not going to return. You have people that think. That if they implement. The plan. <laughs> that they can offset. What Christ is getting ready to do. And make his second return. And this is what the plan is about. This is what this diabolical scheme is all about. This is Satan's master plan. What is, what is part of his plan? Is to try to offset everything that God is doing. By implementing his plan, he thinks that he can offset the prophecies of God 
to have God not return back into the earth and make his second coming and bring salvation to the righteous. That, that's his ultimate plan. That's his ultimate goal. And how is he going to be doing that? By implementing certain things. And in the time we're living in, 2021, once you once we go through this class and part two of this class, you're going to see without a shadow of a doubt that he has implemented those plans. But the thing is, is he going to get away with it? Is he going to ultimately uh, overcome? Stay tuned to find out. Or is everything that he's doing already within God's plan? <laughs> because God also has a plan. Okay, which this is this is part of the class. It's a, it's a two-part class. It's called the plan. You got Satan has his plan. God has his plan. So let's see if the plan that Satan has um, is going to actually outdo God's plan and offset his plan. St. James? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just chuckling, sir, because I'm just I'm coming back, like back in Psalms, the second chapter, when we were going through that, and this is how the Lord is going to laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, you said sorry. that. We, we're going to be going over that uh, soon enough. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so there's there's a plan, okay? And a lot of people have heard of it. Um, you know, they 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 it's known as a, a new world order. Um, people might say, oh, that that that's all conspiracy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the wrestling group that was called the NWO. Yeah, that's that's them operating in plain sight. Um, the rulers of darkness is what they're called. Um, they're operating secret. That are the children of Satan. Um, which we're gonna get to. Let's go to first John three and ten. And we're gonna show you that that God has children. Satan also has children. And just like God has chosen a chosen, Satan has a chosen. Just like God speaks to his chosen, Satan also spoke. See how I said spoke, not speak, spoke to his chosen. And he gave them certain plans to implement. Now, these plans that were implemented is to get the whole world, St. James, to follow and worship Satan. Because if you could get the whole world to follow and worship Satan, that means no, nobody on the planet Earth is no longer righteous. And if nobody's righteous, then God can come back and save the righteous. <laughs> so this is part of his master plan, to get the whole world to follow him. And to worship him and to have everybody just be completely what? Evil. Evil. He did this already before, um, St. James, um, during the first world. As everybody knows, as we spoke before in previous classes, or if this is your first time hearing this, um, God had a world before this world. And wickedness became prominent in that world where it covered most of the face of the whole earth. What did God do as a result of that? He destroyed the world. But Satan was not able to overcome making the whole world wicked because they were still righteous amongst that. So God saved the righteous and destroyed the wicked and started a new plan, which is the world that we live in right now, St. James. All right, yes, sir. All right. First John 3 and 10, let's read that. Um, and we're going to be doing a lot of briefing, a lot of talking, because a lot of this information is information that um, is knowledge and is wisdom and it's coming out as we have been taught um, We're giving the information back to the people as we have learned and this is coming from the scriptures This is coming directly from Christ because we was taught from the, the prophet of God the Father Which is the Holy God's confidence. So let's go to first John chapter 3 verse 10 and what we want to prove in this in this verse right here is to show you that God has children 
and Zane also has children and also hold Exodus 4 verse 22. We're going to go there real quick as well. So let's go to 1 John chapter 3 verse 10. Let's read that, uh, St. James, please. Yes, sir. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. You see that right there? Two and two. Everything in twos. In this, the children of God is manifest. So um, what is the children of God manifest? We want to get to the point. We just want to show you that God has children. In this, the children of God are manifest. Read on. Whosoever doeth no, no, not. Read on. I'm sorry. Read it again. In this, the children of God are manifest. Read on. And the children of the devil. See that? So the devil has children. The devil has a chosen people. And you can also be of the righteous seed and do the works of the devil and now become the child of Satan also. Um, as Christ told um, certain Pharisees and Sadducees in the book of John chapter 8 verse 44, he said, you are of your father the devil. You are of your father the devil. They were of the children of God, but because they did the, the, the works of evil, they actually became the children of Satan. So you can become the children of Satan if you're doing evil works. And again, that is part of the plan to get the whole world to be what? To be evil. So God can what? No longer accept you. And by doing that, he will no longer come and save that remnant that is supposed to be righteous. In tune, they think that they can offset God's plan by doing this. One of the things that they want to do is get rid of the righteous. They want to influence the whole world to be what? To be evil. But read that again. And St. James, you want to say anything you come in? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was just saying that, that just even right here alone, he says that the children of the devil. I mean, that children is plural, right? That's right. So that would mean that, that all this stuff you see in the world about the, the Antichrist and, and the child, like the one child with the Damien with the 666 <laughs> tattooed in right. the back head and all right. that kind of stuff for the birthmark. So all that is what? That's just a complete fallacy, sir? Yes, it is. Um, he has wow. children. He didn't have children. Um, those, the ones that's known as the Antichrist, everybody speaks about the Antichrist. It's not one individual. That's actually people that was with Christ and went against Christ and turned their back on Christ. Because in order for you to be Antichrist, that means you have to have been with Christ to be anti. You must have known Christ to be against him. And there's actually um, a scripture in the Bible, which we don't have time to go into, but that actually shows you that. Mm -hmm. The people that stopped following Christ went off and started being with Satan. And that's actually found in the scriptures, actually a, 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 what they call a Bible code in the scriptures. And that scripture is John <laughs> right. chapter 6, right. 6, 6. For those of you that never went there, you can write that down. 6, 6, 6. Okay, what is 666 associated with? Or 600, 3, 4, and 6? That's associated with the devil. So you have the book of John chapter 6, verse 66, which is 666. It shows you that the people that stop following Christ... What happened? They became followers of Satan because they turned their back on Christ. And that's what an antichrist is. So, no, there's no one individual whose name is Damien walking around with 666 embedded somewhere in his head. No, no, that's <laughs> that's yeah, all and, movies. Yeah. And, and, and these, these crazy lunatics that get online and start trying to write like they have some type of knowledge or some type of authority. So that's why we want to bring it right back. You see all this madness that you see out there when you start talking about the New World Order and the last days and all that. We're not coming with a theory or a philosophy. We come right out of the word of God that we've been taught by the Holy God, sent comforter, Holy Apostle, and Therese Tazadaki. So you got it, Apostle. Uh, yeah, Powers, I mean, we, yeah, we're going to show, 
we're gonna show you without a shot of a doubt that uh, uh thank you, Saint James. We're gonna show you without a shot of a doubt that that's not a theory. It's not a conspiracy. This is actually a fact. This is actually in the scriptures. And this is not an old, this is not a new plan, rather, but this is an old plan. And if what we're saying is not true, I mean, I, I just got to bring out one thing. If what we're saying is not true, um, it's not factual, then please, some, somebody please explain to me why it's written behind your dollar bill for those of you that live in the United States. It's in the back of your dollar bill. It's written in Latin, Novus Adorus Aclorum. Explain to me what that means, if that doesn't mean new world order. On the great seal of the United States, which for a century and a half has reposed in the loving care of a long line of secretaries of state of the United States, there appear these words, Novus Ordo Seclorum, which means a new order of the ages. Explain to me that that's not something that's designed and organized and thought out. Because if it wasn't, why would they put it in your dollar bill? But if we have time, we'll explain that. But if not, um, stick around and we'll explain it sometime in another part of another class. Um, but again, explain to me why is it behind your dollar bill? Let me explain that to me. This is written right there in Latin, New World Order. You have prominent people of St. James, like the Bushes, Senior Bush. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. And his son Bush, that said, New World Order. You had Obama that mentioned New the World Order. The time has come for the world to move in a new direction. We must embrace a new era of engagement based on mutual interest and mutual respect. And our work must begin now. You had, a uh, um, what is her name, Pulaski. She mentioned... Pelosi. 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 She actually mentioned... In Latin, it said it's behind the dollar bill. She said, right behind the dollar bill, you have a new coeptus, novus odor seclorum, which means new world order. The order of the ages is what we're coming in. She mentioned that. So confident were they in the America that they were advancing, that they put on the seal, the great seal of the United States, novus ordo seclorum, a new order for the century. So if this is not part of the plan, then tell me what it is. Why are they talking like that? Because this is something that was told to them. It was told by Satan because they are the children of Satan. Okay, another word for them in the Bible is called the rulers of darkness. We're going to go into that scripture. We're going to show you what that means. They are the rulers of darkness of this world. Okay, they are the elite. They are what they call in the world the one percenters. Um, they think that they are the chosen. <laughs> they think that they are the chosen people of God. And they actually think and believe that Satan is the real God, St. James. That Satan is right. the son of the morning, the true God, and that Christ is not. And they think that they're the chosen. This is why they call themselves, St. James, the illuminated ones. <laughs> it just makes sense, right, that there that well, right. would be people that, that have access and have all kind of ability and have all kind of power and authority, you know, and they believe that they are the best. Well, listen, this is not this is not something I made up. This is something that right. was taught to us by the Holy Gospel Cover. We've been around long enough for those. That, this is something the Holy Gospel Cover told us. They call themselves the Illuminated Ones. <laughs> okay, that's why they're called the Illuminati. They're also known as the Unseen Hand. Okay, everything that we get is something that we've been taught. Uh, so, yeah, this is what we've been taught, to, and this is who they are.
Okay, they they dominate and they rule the planet Earth. They they make sure that things happen, and this is what their plan is. So, what's their purpose? The purpose is to get the whole world to follow after Satan. So, we're gonna show you that Satan is actually the one that's that's ruling this world. Um, and they also known as chaos because that's part of their um model to bring order out of chaos. They bring forth the chaos and then they implement their order their plan so they will set up certain events certain things to happen to bring about a, a certain result and you're gonna you're gonna see exactly how that's going on when you show you this let's go to um the book of luke chapter four and let's read verses one and two okay you're gonna find out that the kingdom that we live in right now is satan's kingdom and the rules of darkness which another name for them is known as the ten horns um, in the scriptures, um, they're bent on world domination, St. James. Okay. They're like, <laughs> they're like Pinky in the brain. Pinky, Try to take over the world. I hope you're prepared, Pinky. For tonight's plan to take over the world promises to be extraordinary. Pinky? Where are you going, Brain? Back to the cage to plan for tomorrow night. Why? What are we going to do tomorrow night? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world with the Ted Turnerator. Okay, they're bent on world domination because this is what has been told to them. And we might be giving too much information about our generation, so you know, we're Pinky and the Brain. Um, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's it, a nice it, cartoon it's, from it's, back in the, the day, so. The thing is, it's comical, but it's the truth. Yeah. This is what it is. These people really believe these things. And they will go out and do certain things that will, you have no idea the things that they have done and the things that they will do to implement their plan um, for their God, um, which is Satan. So let's go to the book of Luke chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, and we're going to jump to verse 5 to show you that um, this is Satan's kingdom, that the kingdom we're living in right now is Satan's kingdom, and we're going to show you that in the Bible. Because a lot of people don't know that the kingdom that they're living in right now St. James is uh -huh. Satan's kingdoms. This is what Satan's kingdom. This is why you see a lot of evil going on because in God's kingdom you wouldn't see certain things happening. Okay, you wouldn't see um, homosexuality being prominent. You wouldn't see LGBTQ all that stuff happen. You wouldn't see murder at a rapid rate. You wouldn't see drugs being legalized. You wouldn't see all these things happening if this was the kingdom of God. But because this is the kingdom of Satan, St. James, all these things is happening. So we're going to show you without a shadow of a doubt that that's not just something that we're talking about. It's not rhetoric, but it's actually the word of God. Go to the book of Luke chapter 4 and read verse 1, please. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So our Lord, this is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was manifested on God's green earth. And while he was manifested in God's green earth, he was getting ready to begin uh, his ministry and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness now why was he led by the spirit into the wilderness for a certain reason and a certain purpose read being 40 days tempted of the devil so he was being 40 days tempted of the devil why does it say 40 days because our lord and savior jesus christ was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and after you fast for 40 days and 40 nights with no food and no water of course your flesh is going to be hungry so who wanted to tempt him satan the devil so the devil looked at christ at a, at a point where he was weak in the flesh, his flesh was calling out because your flesh becomes weak after not eating. Um, it desires food, but he was in the spirit. So after he finished a fasting 40 days, 40 nights, he was being tempted of the devil. Read on. 
And in those days he did eat nothing. No, you jump. Go back. Verse. I'm sorry, it's fine. Read verse three. Apologize. Read verse three. All right, and the that was verse two, sir. Oh, really? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Right. So that's exactly what I was just saying. How he was hungered and his flesh calling out because he was fasting for forty days and for forty nights. So he was being forty days tempted of the devil. So who's going to tempt him? Satan. Read on. And the devil said unto him. If thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be that it that it be made bread. So you see right there, Satan starting to do what well, he's starting to tempt him. So we're going to jump to verse five to see another temptation that he made to him, um, and we're going to get some information out of this statement that was being made by Satan when he was in the mountain with Christ. Read verse five, please. And the devil taking him up into an high mountain. So the devil took about Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into a high mountain. Read on. Showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So now what does Satan do? He showed, he showed our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ all the kingdoms of the world in an instant. In a moment of time, he showed him all the kingdoms of the planet earth. He showed it in an instant. Read on. Verse 6. And the devil said unto him. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was spoken by the devil. And the devil said unto him. Read on. All this power will Stop. I give thee. Stop. Say it again. All this power. See that? All this power. So what did Satan do? He showed him all the kingdoms of the world in an instant. And he said, all this power. Read on. Will I give thee. He said, Satan was looking for somebody to give the kingdoms of the world to. He said, all this power will I give thee. Now, why is Satan saying that? Why is he saying all these powers will I, all this power, excuse me, will I give thee? Because he had all that power because all those kingdoms were his kingdoms, showing you that Satan had a kingdom. And that kingdom has been around since the time of Christ all the way up to the time we're living in right now. So all this power will I give unto thee. Read on. And the glory of them. And the glory that comes with those kingdoms. Read on. For that is delivered unto me. For that is delivered unto me. You see that? The kingdoms of this world belong to Satan. It was delivered unto him. It was given into Satan's hands. So all those kingdoms was given unto him. Who gave it unto him? Let's go to the book of Job chapter 9 verse 24 real quick. Job chapter 9 verse 24. So let's find out. Satan said that the kingdoms were given into his hand. So let's read about that. Job chapter 9 verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. You see, the earth is given. It was given. Something had to be given to the hand of the wicked. We just read that in Luke, the fourth chapter, verse 6, that Satan said that all the kingdom of this world was given into his hand. It was given into his hand. So the earth is given into the hands of the wicked. That's all I want from that. Go back to the book of Luke, chapter 4, and let's read verse 5 and 6 again. Let's get the other part of that. All right, verse 5, Luke chapter 4, verse 5. And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So the devil, taking up our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to a high mountain, he showed up all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. He showed him all the kingdoms of the planet Earth in a moment of time, in an instant. Read on. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee. 
So all this, what did Satan say? What did the spiritual demons Satan say? He said, "All this power will I give unto thee." So what was he? What was he doing? He was looking for somebody that was going to be in the flesh to give all this power of every kingdom on the planet, Saint James, to rule over. <laughs> this is what Satan was looking for. He was looking to give it to Christ. And there's a reason why he was actually looking to give it to Christ. Because again, the whole purpose is to offset the prophecies of Christ. And if he could get Christ to uh, 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 to convert over, then that will end everything. Because God, uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ's purpose is to what? Save the righteous. To die for the righteous. Right. So the righteous can have salvation. So his job was, what was Satan's job? To try to implement his plan to offset what? God's plan. So there's a reason why he was trying to do that. Um, so let's read that part again. All this power will I give thee and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. So it was delivered. So Satan said it was delivered unto me. It was, deli it was given to Satan by, by God. And what did Satan say? He said to whosoever, to whomsoever I will, I give it. So Satan said, whoever I want to give it to, I'm going to give it to. And again, he was looking for, for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to, to double cross and to infiltrate into the other side of wickedness so he can well, offset God's prophecy. So what, did, what, what was said? Read verse 7. If thou therefore will worship me. So guess what? If thou therefore will worship me. So in order for you, get, in order for you to get the planet, in order for you to rule the planet at this time, all these kingdoms that was given to Satan, you had to do what, St. James? You had to worship Satan. So the ones that's ruling the planet Earth right now, what are they doing in order for them to rule? They have to worship Satan. You see that clear in the scriptures, Saint James? Yes, sir. I mean, I'm sorry. This is this is one of those things where, um, what else can you say? Like, there's I mean, no interpretation needs to be made. There, look as if thou therefore will worship me. Like, what? I mean, come on. He's giving, letting know what the criteria is. This is what right. you're going to get. This is how you're going to get it. And this is what you need to do. Right, right. So what is Satan doing? He said, if thou will worship me. He said, you want these kingdoms? You want to rule the planet Earth? I'll give it to you under one condition. <laughs> what is that right. condition? You have to become a believer and a worshiper of Satan. That's the condition. Like you said, <laughs> it's clear, plain. Read verse 7 again. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. Look at that. Some will be thine. All shall be thine. All shall be thine. Everything will be yours because the kingdoms was given into his hand. And whoever, whoever worship and follow Satan, then you will get offered those kingdoms to rule the planet Earth. Look what Christ said. Read verse 8. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. That's right. So a believer, a true believer, will never give in to the works of Satan. Will never give in to worshiping um, um, Satan, but to worship who? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and God the Father. So again, again, this is showing you, and only him you're supposed to serve. He's only supposed to serve who? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So now what, what was Satan doing at this point? What is his master plan? He's trying to get the people of God, the people of God, from worshiping him, which is God, to worshiping Satan. 
That's his goal. Why is that so important to him? To get the whole world to follow him and to worship him, especially the children of Israel. He wants to get them to denounce God, to go against God. Why is that? Like we mentioned earlier, to offset the prophecies of God. Because the scriptures clearly tells you that when Christ returns, there's going to be a remnant that's going to be following God, worshiping God, keeping the commandments. If he can get the whole world to follow him, then there's no prophecy of Christ returning to save those that's keeping the commandments. Why St. James? Because nobody will be keeping the commandments. <laughs> right. And that's the ones that he doesn't kill off. We won't speak about soon. So that was his goal to get the whole world to follow after him. He gave his kingdom to who? To the ones that's ruling right now, which are the rulers of darkness. It started off with the seven heads, the ten horns, all that's part of Satan's kingdom and his rulership. So that's his master plan to get the whole world to follow him. And they was trying to implement this plan, like we mentioned earlier, of St. James. This is not a new plan. This is an old plan. This is so old, it goes all the way back to the beginning of when God started, it was known as this world. They were trying to implement, Satan was trying to implement that plan. And now, finally, finally, we're in the time that we're living in right now where everything is being set up. Where Satan's plan is now starting to be manifest. And it's coming to, 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 to shed a lot of light. And it started to become what it is. It's not coming, it's already here. Right. People talk about, yeah, the New World Order is coming. No, it's not coming. It's already here. It's already here. It just has to be done in stages. This is not something that's, that happens overnight. This has to be done in stages. And why is this important? Because everything that we're talking about right now, as we go through this class, you're going to see that that's what Satan has been doing. He's been implementing his plan. Certain things you see being implemented, you're going to start to find out that that all has to deal with Satan and implementing his what? His one world government. Which will lead to the implementation, the full, St. James, the full implementation of the mark of the beast. And right. if you take that mark, then you know what's going to be left for you? The lake That's of fire. It. Right. That's it. You're finished. But it's, it's very it's very crucial and it's very important. And mm-hmm. you're going to be able to definitely understand a lot that's going on because uh, we're going to reveal some of those plans. We're going to show you some of those plans. It's going to be clear once you hear it. It's going to be perfectly clear right. um, that this is all leading to the implementation of what's known as the mark of the beast. I'm saying those that, and, th- and that's his plan. This is why he's implementing all these different things. Um, but let's continue to show you without a shadow of a doubt that, that the one that's ruling is Satan and his children, his ruling society. Um, like we mentioned earlier, his chosen, the ones that consider themselves the illuminated ones, the 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 ones that consider themselves the chosen uh, of Satan, the elite. Um, let's show you that they actually in the scriptures. Let's go to the book of Ephesians chapter six and verse eleven and twelve. So Ephesians we, chapter six, mm-hmm, verse eleven and twelve. And we know and we know this to be accurate because it's actually in the scriptures. Saint James, you want to say something? Yes, sir. And I was saying, let's do a quick check, you know, because, you know, they look, they got ears everywhere, sir. So make sure our technology is still good. Recording <laughs> still good. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just kidding, sir. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Six and 11, 12, sir. Read it when you get it, please. Yes, sir. It says, put on the whole armor of God. Stop. Put on the whole armor of God. So what is the Bible referring to the word of God? He's referring, he's referring to the word of God as an armor. Okay, when you put on the armor, it means you're getting ready to go to war. So when you're ready to go to war, St. James, you gotta put on that 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 army gear to get ready. You gotta you gotta strap right. up. 
Okay, so what is God telling you? He's telling you, put on the whole armor of God. Why is that important? Why do you have to put the armor of God? Because you're in a war. Mm. That war is for the battle of your soul. And if you don't have the correct um, defense mechanisms to be able to overcome this war, (laughs) you're going to lose before you even get into this war. 100%, yes, sir. That's that military uniform. That's the military uniform. Who goes to war without a military uniform? Who goes to war without training, proper training? You're going to a losing battle, especially when you find out that this war is about your soul, your everlasting life. Christ is letting us know in the time we're living in, especially in the time we're living in, put on the whole armor of God. What is the armor of God? That is the Bible. Not one part of the Bible, not the Old Testament, not the news. The whole Bible is the whole armor of God. You have to put that in you. You need to eat that scroll. You need to digest that whole book and get it in you. You need to know God. How do you know God? By knowing his word, by being taught by the teachers of God about God so you can know how to properly defend yourself against the ones that's trying to take your soul, the ones that's trying to take your everlasting life because this is what it's about. Trying to take your everlasting life. Satan's goal is to have you to worship him and follow him to take the mark so you can die. He knows he's going to hell. His goal is to take him. His goal is to take you to the lake of fire with him so you could be done away with. Mm. And I have the opportunity for everlasting life. Saint James. Yes, sir. Hey, very well said, sir. Thank you, sir. So let's read it again. Ephesians chapter six, verse eleven, please. Put on the whole armor of God. What is the whole armor of God? That is the Bible. That is his word. Read on. That ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Right. So you need to take in the knowledge of God, which is his Bible, so that you may be able to stand. You may be able to have that stand, that fight. You will stand up against what? The wiles of the devil. What does the wiles mean? That is the trickery of Satan. That means Satan is going to have a deception out there that if you don't have the word of God in you, you might, you might very well fall under that deception. If you don't have the understanding of God and the knowledge of God, like we mentioned earlier, that wisdom and that knowledge, you're not going to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Why? Because Satan is attacking and he's attacking you to take your everlasting life. Read verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So it's clear right there. What is God telling us? That that our fight, our wrestle, is not against flesh and blood. A lot of people think that it's against um, a politician that's in office or it's against an individual that you see in front of you. What's going on is you, you're going against the demons. <laughs> in reality, uh-huh. a lot of things that happen is, you know, and that's a famous saying that we have in the Israelite church. When somebody going, oh, that person got the demons in them. Hey, because literally... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a literal thing. These people on this world, they, they got the demons in them. Right. They got it's, the demons in them. Go ahead. Yeah, yes, sir. And it's, one, it's amazing because even the more levels of understanding that you have, even you got to be honest with yourself. Sometimes you got the demons in yourselves, too. You're right there in the mirror looking looking at you right in the back. You got to be like, what the <laughs> hell is this, man? Get out of here. You're looking at you waving. Hi, I got you. <laughs> Again, oh this goodness. is why it's important for everybody to um uh, be in a repentant spirit. That goes right. for me. That goes for you, St. James. That goes for, for the producer. That goes for everybody that's in the truth and everybody that's out there in the world that's going to be coming into the truth. Um, repentance is the key. That's right. Um, don't worry about what you did yesterday. Okay, worry about what you're doing today. What you did yesterday, you know, repent for that. 
And like it says in the scriptures in 1 John chapter 3, verse 7, he said, be not deceived. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. You have to be doing the righteous works so you can receive that everlasting life. Satan, as we go through this class, is going to try to have you do the unrighteous works. And we went over that in the last class. See how everything just links up? We went over First right. Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, that if you're doing certain things, you are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. That right. is the purpose of the plan. The plan is to get you to be wicked. The plan is to get you to be wicked, to remain influenced under Satan, to do nothing but wickedness. So you can think in your mind that what you're doing is actually righteous. It's okay. I can smoke weed. It's legal. Oh, I can have a same-sex same marriage. It's, it's legal. It's part of the, the state law. No, but it's against God. <laughs> so if it's against God, who has the authority, the state or God? God. All right. So this is a time that we're in right now where everything is just being um, influenced to just have everybody just be evil. And there's another class that Holy God's in comfort to talk, which is known. Um, he let us know that we're in that time. That's also known as the hour of temptation. Okay, this is what will be happening in the end. The hour of temptation just to tempt everybody just to be what? Nothing but evil. That's exactly what you see going on right now. That is all part of the plan. Right. The plan. What's the title of the class? The plan. This has been well thought out, well organized, developed. Certain things you see in certain areas, the influences, everything that you see is nothing but coincidence. It's not a coincidence that you see blacks and Hispanics in America, in America, populated, populated in jails. It's not a coincidence that you see um, um, uh, ethnic groups like black and Hispanics living in the ghettos and drugs being pushed into that community. That is not by coincidence. That St. James is by design, by design, so you could be evil, be a criminal, be wicked, because you have no way to get out of or being in an impoverished um, condition, because you was put there um, by the circumstances that um, was set up by the rules of darkness. This is all well thought out to put you in the jail system so you can commit more crime. You're in jail. You got to defend yourself. You commit another crime. Now you got from one year to 10 years to 20 years. All these things is done by what? Same it's done by design to destroy mm -hmm. you. Okay. And destroy. Go ahead. I'm sorry, you have to destroy that family structure, right? So now we don't have oh. the mother, the father there to Ooh. be able to to be there to provide the correction that needs to be provided. There's only a father that can provide, and some correction only a mother that can provide. I mean, I tell you, it's 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 a it's a very strategic attack, and mm. and what's so unbelievable, uh, Mr. Powers, is that. Like that we read right here now in Ephesians, right? This is this was written thousands of years ago, right? At least two thousand years ago, right? Right. And is it, look how, how look how readily it applies to the time that we're living in right now. How you know, is that a coincidence? No, it's not. It's not a coincidence. That's the whole thing that people need to understand. Nothing in this world that you see happening right now is by coincidence. It is not, <laughs> it is not right. at all. It is all a design. It is all a plan. It is all thought out. We're going to talk about a couple of things because that's going to lead to that. But um, let's read the scripture again because we can stay on this topic forever, but we need to move on. But again, what are we showing you? We're showing you that the things that's being done is by design. Why is it by design? Because there's a plan behind that. What is the plan that we mentioned? 
to get the children of Israel to be wicked, to stay wicked, so they can't make it to the kingdom of heaven, so it could offset the prophecies of God returning, because God has a plan. God has, St. James, the real plan for his people, which will mm -hmm. be part two or maybe part three of this class. What is the plan of God? Why is Satan working so hard to try to destroy the children of God, to try to get rid of the righteous? Why? Because of the plan that God has in place, the plan that he has for his people. And once you find out what that plan is, there's no way that you want to miss out on that plan. St. James? Yes, sir. Nope. Ephesians chapter mean, 6. I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, verse 12. Yes, sir. I got you. Therefore, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So your, your fight against is not against flesh and blood. Okay, you fight against demons. Okay, demons that are running this place um, who were spoken to by the actual spiritual demons. Um, they had gave them the plan how to implement it when to implement it, and what time to do with St. James. They was, they was told what to do in everything. I mean, there's things that were spoken about St. James hundreds of years ago that you see happening that happened within our timeline. Like, how is that possible? Part of the plan. Right. Where did they get that? They got it from Satan. <laughs> clear. It is clear. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Read on. But against principalities. Yeah, principality. What is a principality? Satan is ready, the prince of this world. The principality is the ones that rule under him. Satan is the prince of this world. Who's the prince? The ruling body of demons that rule under him. Okay, if you're a king, you have a prince. And princesses, noblemen that rule under him. And a lot of you are going to be shocked to find out a lot of those peoples is within the United Nations. <laughs> because you're going to find out that you, the United Nations, how that came about, was also part of the plan <laughs> because they trying to fulfill or have already fulfilled because we already there or like we mentioned the new world order is not coming it's already here um they were there to try to restore the plan that was being done all the way in the beginning and they they have restored the plan as we as we go through the class you'll see that so we read we, for wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principality against powers read on Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Oh my goodness, read that again. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. So we have rulers of the darkness of this world. What is the darkness? It's referring to this kingdom. This kingdom is the kingdom of darkness. This kingdom is the kingdom of darkness. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said in another scripture that this is the hour and the power of darkness. Letting them know that this was their kingdom. And they're referring to the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of light is Christ's kingdom that's coming. So the kingdom that we live in right now is the kingdom of darkness. And within the kingdom of darkness, you're going to have rulers. St. James. And they mm. are known as the rulers of darkness. <laughs> the ones that pray to Satan. The ones that Satan was speaking to and giving them the outline, the plan to develop and organize Everything you see going on right now, without a shadow of a doubt, um, these are people that are dealing with demons. Demons. I mean, they. I mean, <laughs> I can continue talking. Demon. These are people that sacrifice children. Uh, Saint James. This is not something right. that we that we making up. This is actual facts. I mean, kids go missing all the time. This yeah. Is, kids go missing all the time. What do you think they do with these kids? They sacrifice them, drink their blood. And uh, 
you know, in the meantime, we have a lot of fun around Passover where we steal the children. I mean, we steal 100 to 300,000 children a year just here in this country, and we drain the blood and we mix it with the Passover bread, and then we throw the bodies into the slaughterhouses that we own. I know that uh, on your Passover, which isn't mine, that a lot of little children do disappear, and I, I, I do know that, and I know a lot of police uh, police departments and agencies have been informed, but you're very open. You're very open tonight. I'm very surprised that you're talking about the bloodletting of the little children that you put their blood in the matzah balls and that you eat it on sacrifice on Passover. Well, there was a Goyim that wrote a book about it back in the 30s. I forget his name at the moment. Uh, but anyway, he wrote the book. Uh, people didn't buy the book. People don't want to listen. We've been doing this for thousands and thousands of years. This is, I mean, people think that's comic, but it's actually a fact. This is a fact. This is what they do. This is what they do. If you haven't heard the class we did on um, the truth behind... Um, Halloween, or the Halloween, we call the Halloween special, which is talking about Hallow's Eve and how that has a connection with November the 1st. Go back and listen to that. You're going to see how, how these people actually do certain things, these demons, these warlocks, these witches, because a lot of those is your politicians. <laughs> this is what people don't even realize. These are the ones that dictate, the leaders of the world, the ones that dictate and govern this world. Okay, and the demons come and talk to them and tell them what wars to start, how to start it, Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? What's the purpose behind those wars? Because the reason why they tell you that these wars happen, that's not the real purpose behind them. There's an agenda. Like we said, there's a plan behind certain things. So they do these certain things so they can implement their plan, lead them closer to the plan that they're in right now. St. James? Yes, sir. And just to be clear, this is not us saying, you know, looking at... At, at a picture of, of Biden or something like that, saying he looks demonic, you know, because even though he may, but this is this is actual. This is this. These are the ones that are behind the scenes from all that. So when you see things that don't make any sense whatsoever. You're like, all right, yeah, there's yeah, something else is going on over here. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, these are the people that consider themselves. Um, I was taught as as was taught to us. A lot of this information that I'm getting right here is coming from a class the Holy Ghost and Comfort did around 2002 which is titled Wars and Rumors of Wars, and we call that one Part 1. Okay, Part 1. Mm -hmm. Look how long ago that was. And everything right. that he mentioned to us back then is happening right now. Okay, he was letting us know all these things. Okay, they consider themselves also, as we talked to us, um, the masters of ageless wisdom. This is who they consider themselves to be. Uh. Okay, and the ones in the United Nations, they're the ones that help carry out the plan for Satan. And they was the ones that actually was, they actually in a room, St. James, in the United Nations building, in a room that they call the meditation room, right? This room that's in the United Nations building, they call it the meditation room. And they actually pray to Satan to restore the plan back to the earth. So what plan is that? I'm sorry. Inside, inside the, what they call the chapel room. No, no, excuse me, not the chapel, the meditation room. Okay, when when you go in there, they all tell you, don't matter what you worship, you all worship the same God. They tell you that you worship the same God. Yeah, you do worship the same God. It's Satan. <laughs> it's Satan. Right. To restore the plan back to the earth. What plan? The plan that they try to set up all the way in the beginning. And at the end of this class, or so when we get time, we will go back and show you what that plan is, which we mentioned is that new world order, that one world government. Okay, yeah. this, is, this is what they were trying to do. 
all the way back then. Go ahead, um. I'm sorry, so I got goosebumps even just talking about that thing. Man, that thing is that thing is evil. That thing is scary. <laughs> oh, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute, Sanjay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. If it's not clear enough, if you think that we're making stuff up, um, what's the address to United Nations building? <laughs> to United oh, Nations yeah. Plaza. Well, I mean, what is the address? If we think we're making this stuff up, tell me if this is a coincidence. St. James, what is the address to the United Nations Plaza? That doesn't start with something like 666. Uh... 666. That's a wow, coincidence. <laughs> Do you think that's a coincidence? I mean, you can't be that obvious, man. You can't, St. James, you can't make this stuff up, man. Right. Because the... <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, like, this was done. You know, this is not like we talking about now in this time when like real estate set a premium and all of that. All right. that, yeah. Sure, New York was already still being built up back then, but they could have right. picked any number. Thank you. United Nations came in the 1940s, 1945. Took them a little while to build it. Okay, United Nations Plaza, six six six. Their publishing company. For a lot of you that don't know that, that that have been some of you that might have done some some research or whatever. Their publishing company. That publishes their pamphlets is known as Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust. The original name in the 1920s, take a guess, St. James. I know you know it. Lucifer's Trust? Lucifer's Trust. You can't make. I mean, come on. Are you for real? <laughs> are you for real? Yeah, so they, just, they put a little accent on it. I want to make it more modern, huh? Lucis yeah. now. Yeah, because everybody was probably like, oh, damn, Lucifer's Trust, like, a little too obvious. Let's make it Lucifer's Trust. Like, I mean, come on. Like, like people's that stupid? Like, really? So, again, they come in the United Nations building to pray to Satan, to restore the plan. That's a plan that God actually had. Why do they have to restore? Because God intervened into that plan. And if you mm -hmm. ask yourself, how did the United Nations come about anyway? The United Nations came about with wars that took place. These are wars that were already organized, spoke about, written about, talked about, pre-thought hundreds of years before it happened. Satan gave them these plans. What's the purpose of these wars? To bring about that change. What happened in the early 1900s, St. James? They came out with what's called World War I. Mm -hmm. What was that about? It was, it was about bringing change. What happened once World War I happened? It brought forth a lot of different things. One of the things that it brought forth was what? The League of Nations. Right. So their whole plan was to get to that point. The League of Nations. That didn't that didn't pan out. Other things didn't happen, and they bought another world war. And but guess what? Out of their own words, what did they say? They said, as it was taught to us by the Holy Ghost and Comfort, that three world wars will enable the plan to work. You see that? Three world wars, St. James. So that means yep. that these wars was already orchestrated, it was already developed, it was already organized, it was already pre-thought. And two of them is gone already. And isn't it amazing, Mr. Powers, that we would be right here living in these days, which is these are the days of prophecy. That's right. But look at what's already being set up. You already have a universal identification or forms of universal identification being passed around. You got right. elimination of currency. You got uh, paper currency, rather. You know, right. Everything being pushed to being digital. Everything being pushed online, which is we already know is the net. We already know that's the new Tower of Babel, as we've been taught by all the guys that come from the Apostle and Jupiter Sazadaki on the class title of the Facebook. 
So you bring all this stuff together and you can really start to see, like, look at it. I mean, one more major event and people are going, like, yeah, no, just you control everything, whatever. Right. You give it all up. Right. Look at because them now. Again, this is this is their plan. Right. <laughs> That's <clears throat> letting them know that in order for their plan to work, they have to do these things. It was all part of their plan. Those are what? So that's letting you know those are staged wars. Okay? And their model, what is the model of the New World Order? Out of the battle of chaos or out of chaos will come a new order. Because, again, they implement the chaos. That's why they're also known as chaos. They implement the chaos to bring about a new order, to make people want change. (laughs) Make people want change. To call for it. To demand it. Like, no. You can't do that. No, you can't make us do that. No, you got to take this. You got to take that. Yeah. Right. And, and, and willingly, things are being mandated and people are willingly taking it. And guess what? That's all. That's witchcraft. That's what what all that is. Because what is witchcraft? Witchcraft is not casting what they call spells. Those spells is words. Those uh-huh. spells is influence. So if they can come up with an event to influence a change and use the power of suggestion to bring about that change. That's exactly what they've been doing. <laughs> okay, this right. is why certain things like 9-11 happened. 9-11 was an inside job. People don't know that. Well, a lot of people don't know that. But some people do. It mm. was to see how the people reacted. Because they're going to they're gonna bring about more things like this, more events, what they call false flags. More events is going to happen that's going to bring about change. 9-11 brought up big changes. A lot of people's um Rights was taken. The Patriot Act and different things of that right. nature came about because of 9-11. They needed a big catastrophe, and they was trying to implement their plan ahead of time. But remember, they was counseled and spoken to by the demons. It wasn't time yet. They needed a big catastrophe. That big one that happened, 9-1-1. Again, it was all thought out. You had George Bush. Again, I'm giving you history. You had George Bush on September 11th, 1990. That said that they would bring about a new world order. Eleven years later, on the same date, on September 11, came what they call 9/11, and they sacrificed over 3,000 people so the plan, so they can enable the plan to work. So all this is set up by Satan. He doesn't care who he kills. It's all, all right. about bring about their plan. This is the time we're living in. This is reality. This is the truth. This is what's going on in the time that we're living in. And this, St. James, is all biblical. And if you don't have God, if you don't have the truth, you are not going to survive. Bottom line. They are locking this world down, St. James. Uh Like you mentioned, um, they're changing the currency, which is also part of the plan. They are implementing advancements in technology which is also part of the plan because in order for them to lock the whole world down and come up with a universal id to be able to monitor everybody they had to have what's called advancements in technology and these advancements in technology see we're talking here because there's so much information these advancements Mm -hmm. in technology as it was taught to us by the holy gods and comfort allowed them to be able to implement their plans and this is what they're doing. They're implementing different plans. In order for them to implement the mark of the beast fully, they have to have that advancement in technology to be able to monitor you. Yeah, that's that. Come on. So that's the all seeing eye. 
<laughs> I mean, like I said, so much. It's, it's so another, much. yeah, it's a whole another. That's a whole another three hour plus class for those guys in Comfortable Impossible and Chiru Sazadakia, and just give you a little preview of that. Just say what is the is the the was it the capstone has landed or right. touchdown. Right. You have the all CNI. What's that all CNI about? The all CNI surveillance. That's behind your dollar bill. Now, you ask yourself that question. Why was that put behind the dollar bill? Why was it put in 1913 behind your dollar bill announcing the birth of the New World Order? Because they already knew, St. James, that this would be fulfilled. They already told them this is going to be fulfilled in this kingdom, which is America. America is, is the kingdom, Babylon the Great, where Satan was going to fulfill all his plans. And bring about this one world order, which is not coming. It's already here. So, so let's not hold it back. Let's actually go to the plan and show you. Um, and then we have a little bit of time after that. We might jump a little more, but let's just go back to the plan and show you where it originated from. Let's go into the book of Genesis. Let's just go there. I mean, so much information. I mean, and we went over this before, but we're going to be coming from a different perspective. So again, this is their master plan. So again, they, they're going to bring about another third war. Okay. Which we're going to talk about later now. In, in um the season we're going to be talking about that proxy war that's coming because that's going to be that final outcome that's just going to change the whole thing and there's right. something that's going to be unleashed in that um that phony war that's going to just everybody's just going to throw their books in there and be like the hell with this man i'll give, I'll give you all my rights okay right. this one is this is the this is the one that's that's this is the doozy right here the one that's coming you think that they don't this certain thing the one that's coming is going to be a doozy okay that one's gonna one that's gonna flip everybody up. Um, but their plans have they have already started. Um, St. James, when you get there, let me know. That everything is done in increments of ten. We're in two thousand and we started in two thousand and twenty. It's not a coincidence that everything that's happening right now started in twenty twenty. We're in twenty twenty one, and so much stuff has already been going on. Um, but let, right. let's show you where, where it actually originated from on this Genesis, side of the world. Genesis eleven, I'm in verse one, sir. No, let's go. To, let's go to Genesis chapter ten, verse eight first, and let's give you some some more insight of what, uh, what was taking place. Um, because God's seen this before. He's seen that when they were doing and coming together and coming together as one, like you see the United Nations doing, they coming together as one. He's seen that that wasn't a good thing. And when he's seen this wasn't a good thing, is because of the reason and the purpose that's behind it. Which is to actually worship in Satan and uniting everybody like they're doing today. They're actually going to implement a, um, a police state. Okay. And what's the purpose of the police state? What's the purpose of all this technology? It is to control and to spy on you. <laughs> that's what it is to control and to spy on you. And the ones that's not with the program, they are going to get rid of you. Not only are right. they going to get rid of you, St. James, but they plan on getting rid of. 90%. This is this is a mystery. A 90% or over 90% of the world's population. Um that's actually in scripture. It's actually in the scripture. This is how we know that this is not something that's this is not a conspiracy. This is this is a fact. This is actually in the word of God. It's actually doctrine. Uh. Saying yeah, this is actually doctrine. Not an old plan, not a new plan, an old plan. Okay, there's, there's a reason why it's saying it's called the old serpent. Old uh-huh. plan. Old old serpent, meaning he's been all the way from the beginning. Same plan, like Dolly Yazikova said, different time period. Same plan, different time period. It's the same plan, bringing it back. We're going to show you that. So let's give you some insight on um, them setting up this one world order. When did, Where did this come from? Where all nations will become one? What's the whole purpose behind that? What's the purpose behind the police state? And, and why do they have all this technology? Um, Genesis chapter 10 and read verse 8, please. 
Yes, sir. And Cush begat Nimrod, and he began to be a mighty one in the earth. So, so Cush again was one of the sons of Ham, um, and he begat and had Nimrod. We spoke about him before. Um, a lot of the religious systems that you see set up in the religions of the world that you see set, set up is actually um, worshiping Nimrod and not knowing that they're doing it. They think they're worshiping the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They think they're worshiping the, all these other gods, but actually comes from Nimrod. And it actually comes from this event that we're about to speak to right here. Um, so Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. A mighty one is letting you know that after the flood, um, he was the mighty one. He was a mighty one because after the flood, why is he so prominent? Why is he so important? Why is he such a major, major figure? Because after the flood, God had destroyed the flood because of wickedness. And not too long after the flood, um, Cush began Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He, this is the guy that started to bring Satan back on the earth, to reintroduce Satan back on the earth at this point in time, when they just started to rebuild this new world, uh, St. James, that they just came from a destruction of the old world. And God saved what he saved eight souls, which was Noah, his three sons, and Noah, his wife. Um, his three sons and their wives, a total of eight. And they started to what? Uh, to have kids and they started to replenish the earth and started to, you know, build. And here it is. Cush begot Nimrod. Cush was the son of Ham, one of the sons of Noah. Cush begot Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was the one that started to introduce Satan back into the earth. His name, St. James, means let us rebel. <laughs> Let us rebel. And he was going to be the first one to openly rebel against God. And what was his mindset, St. James? I'm not worried about that flood that came in that destroyed right. everybody. I'm not worried about judgment. I'm not worried about wrath. I ain't going to worship the true living God. That was his mindset. Nimrod. Right. His name means let us rebel. The, because... first one to, the first one to introduce Satan back on the earth at that time. St. James? Yes, and what was it that gave him the attitude? Remember, he had technology. That's right. He did have technology. We're going to read about that. He had technology. He had technology to create different things, to build different structures. Um, But again, this is who this guy is. He was the first one to rebel against God at this point in time. Read on. He was a, uh, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said... Even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. So he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Before the Lord, he was a mighty hunter. Now, what does that mean? This means that before the Lord, which means before the, before the sight of God or in the sight of God. When it means he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, meaning he was a mighty hunter in the sight of God. And he was openly rebelling, uh, St. James, openly rebelling in the sight of God. And still being successful at what he was doing. Because usually when you go and you go before God and you do wickedness, you get judged. But what was right. this guy doing? He was going before the sight of God, being openly rebellious and being successful at what he do. And that huh. caused people to follow him. Okay. To follow him because they see what he was doing. They were looking for him to get judged. They were looking for him to get smoked. But they're looking at him and the people over there at that time, their mindset is like, God just destroyed the whole world. And this guy right here, Nimrod, is rebelling against the one that destroyed the whole world. They're thinking, let's see what's going to happen. They're looking to the sideline. Let's see what's going to happen. But they're seeing that he was actually successful at what he did. 
and he was a mighty hunter and he was actually defying God in defiance against God and nothing was happening to him. Nothing was happening to him, excuse me, at that time. He was successful at what he did. St. James, anything you want to say to that? Say to that? No, no, sir. So let's actually go, let's actually go to the scripture and show you that that's what that means. When it says he was a mighty hunter before the Lord, that that meant in the sight of God, that he was actually defying God to his face. Go to the book of Numbers chapter 16, verses 1 and 3. And this information is on, also on a DVD titled, um, excuse me, a class titled, um, Wars and Rumors of Wars Part 3. So Numbers chapter 16, verses 1 through 3. Yep, let's read that, please. Now Korah, the son of Izhar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, and Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab and On, the son of Peleth, the sons of Reuben, took men. So now these men right here that we're getting ready to speak about in Numbers 16 chapter is men who actually um, rebelled, <laughs> who also rebelled. And they are, were of the children of Israel. Um, and this was during the time of Moses. And they actually was getting ready to rebel against the leader that God set up, which was Moses. Read verse 2. And they rose up before Moses. With they certain, rose up before Moses. So, and they rose up before Moses. Now, what does that mean when it says they rose up before Moses? It's going to show you that it meant before Moses meant to his face. Just like when it said that uh, Nimrod was a mighty hunter before the Lord, it meant to his face. When he defied him, when he went against him, it was to his face. He did everything what? To his face. So read it again. And they rose up before Moses with certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. Men of renown. So this is going to show you that they did it to his face. Read, read uh, verse 3. And they gathered themselves together against Moses. Against who? Against Moses. So you see it said against Moses. So when they said that they rose up before Moses, that means that they rose up before him to his face. Because when they rose up, it was against him. This verse is letting you know that before Moses means they rose up against Moses, meaning to his face. Read on. They withstood him. And that's another word for that. They withstood him, St. James, to his face. Right. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead, St. James. Verse 3. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. So again, these guys, uh, Korah and Dathan and Abraham, all of them, and the people that was with them, they actually came before. And it says that they came before Moses. That means they came against him. They rebelled against him and they did it. And they withstood him, St. James, to his face. So why did we go right. here? Why did we go here? We went here to show you and to give you understanding that when it said that Nimrod was a mighty hunter before the Lord, that meant that Nimrod was openly rebellious and he did it against God and defied God and did it to his face. That's why his name meant means let us rebel and he was doing these things and being successful at it that's why the people was following him they followed him it was like he's withstanding god to his face and he's successful at excuse me i can't get the words right and he's successful at what he did and that gained the following for him so um let's go back to genesis chapter 10 verse 8 why is this important because this is the one that started um, when the people were one and were together, he was the one that started this kingdom. 
read Genesis chapter 10, verses 8 and 9. How much time we got already? Oh, oh wow. Okay. Um, Genesis chapter 10, verses 8 and 9. Read that. And, and Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. So again, so he began Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. Read on. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. So again, what does that mean? That he was openly rebellious before God and defied God to his face. Read on. Wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. You see that where it says, even as Nimrod, wherefore it was said. So this is something that was said. Even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. So now you got to ask yourself that question, St. James. Why do you think people repeated that statement? Why do you, people, why do you think people said, even as Nimrod? Mm. Even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Because they're looking at what he was doing. Because you couldn't just hunt in those days. Um, if you couldn't hunt in those days, you couldn't eat. So this guy was hunting. He was successful at it. He was defying God to his face, and he was successful at what he was doing, and he wasn't being judged. And this gathered a following. So when they followed him, this was the guy to reintroduce Satan back into the earth. So from there, let's go to Genesis chapter 11 now, and let's show you that. This is exactly what um, he was doing, which is bringing back Satan on the earth. And when we spoke about that clip of the United Nations when they was praying to Satan to restore the plan, this is the plan that they were talking about to restore, which is to bring everybody as one. What is the United Nations all about? Bringing all nations as one. And if this is something that God was with, then as you see in this chapter, you're going to see why God wasn't with that. He wasn't with it back then, and he's not with it now. Genesis chapter 11, and let's read verse 1, please. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. So the whole world was, was what? Of one language and one speech. So that's something that they're trying to bring back, which is a one language for the whole earth. That's actually part of the thing. Uh, well, we talk, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, but that's actually part of the things that they're trying to bring back, which is put the whole world under one language. Um, and right now they have everybody in that same mindset, in that same one mindset, in the same lingo, which is also known as the Internet. They, they call that. They also call that the Tower of Babel. Everybody come together and they're one. They're one in the same mindset to do evil, same influence, same evil, same wickedness. So in the whole earth was of one language and one speech. Read on. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. That they found a plain in the land of Shinar. So right, so let, let's read that again. So it's just not read verse one again. So it's not that just they was only speaking one language. Um, when it says you see how it says one right there? Read verse one again. I missed something there. And the whole earth was of one language. See that one. See that they, they was together in that oneness. Okay? They were not only speaking the same language, but this is actually briefing you and letting you know how they was organized. They was together as one, one language, one speech. They were speaking it the same way. They were organized. Um, they was already talking to Satan because the leader of this pack was who? Nimrod. And he was already dealing with Satan. So they already knew the plan and they was in the process of going ahead and implementing this plan, which is to become one under Satan, to rule with Satan. Read on. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east. That they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. So now, what was the purpose of them going to the land of, um, what was the purpose of them journeying to the east, rather, 
and finding the land of uh, land a plane, excuse me, in the land of Shinar because they was going out to look for their headquarters to build themselves this great city where Satan was actually going to be ruling out of this one body, this one government, this one world order that they was planning at this time. Read on. Verse 3. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And this is what St. James was bringing out earlier. It was showing you that um, they was actually dealing with the demons, and they learned how to do things, and they introduced what's known at this time as technology. This, this, here, this verse right here that you're reading about was technology at this time. Before, they weren't making brick, and they weren't burning thoroughly, and they weren't using brick for stone and slime for mortar. This was a new form of building structures. St. James, you could come in whenever you want. This was a new mm-hmm. form of them building structures. So what did they have? Not only did they have the plan to implement um, this oneness to worship Satan and defy God, but they also had technology behind that. St. Right. James? Yes, sir. Yeah, because remember that, that, how the earth was just... They were they just coming out of the era where the earth was destroyed by the flood. So right. that was part of what they what they what they were using. They saw the mountains being cracked up. They saw everything. So they said, "Now we're not going to use anything that the Lord provides with stone. We're going to make our own structure that's going to be strong enough and going to be high enough that we're going to be able to survive the next flood." Right, right, right. So again, they they was trying to come up with what they came up with what was known as technology. So as the Holy Ghost Cuffer told us in Women's Wars Part One and Part Three, that they were dealing with the demons, and mm-hmm. they learned how to do things, and that brought forth what technology at that time. Read on. This is verse four, and they said, "Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven." So now they try to build a city and a tower. Okay, they, now they weren't building a tower to actually escape the flood because um, you're not going to be able to get the whole population <laughs> of the earth, St. James, in that one tower. That tower was not that big enough. Um, but it was actually a tower where they could worship the stars of heaven, okay, and worship the stars of heaven. And not only worship the stars of heaven, but to be St. James in direct defiance against God. And if God would ever try to come up with, try to fight, then they were going to try to fight God. I mean, these people are crazy, St. James. Right, especially because they don't understand. Like, it <laughs> wasn't coming with water anymore. So. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, they was erecting something to get closer to the stars of heaven, to worship the sun, the moon, and the stars. So it says, let us build us a city, okay? That city became known as, um, or this part became known as the Tower of Babel. But the original name of that was called the Gate of God. The gate of God, because again, they was going to be worshipped as God. They're like, follow me, I'm going to show you. I'm going to be in defiance and get God. And if he try to come up against us, we'd be ready to fight him. This is the mentality that Nimrod had. They thought they could go up against God. So what they wanted to do, they wanted they wanted to build a tower so they can be in defiance against God and worship the stars of heaven. Read on. In the middle of verse 4, let us make us a name. So yeah, now be- they were- so when it says stop, I'm sorry. When it says let us make us a name, um, this is how they they were this is how they were gonna make themselves a name. Okay, they weren't afraid. <laughs> okay, let us make us name. Meaning you wanna be famous, right? Um, they weren't afraid. They're gonna be like we define God. Um, in this world, you know, we gonna get away with it. We are gonna go against the, the the God that brought forth the flood, 
and there's nothing that he's gonna be able to do to destroy us. We got this technology here. Um, you can't destroy us. So they said, let us make us a name. And what is that name? To build themselves that one world order, that new world order, to be the first people of St. James to call themselves uh, or to establish themselves or to call themselves being defined against God, to set themselves and establish themselves under this one world order. Now, this is now this is all the way here in the beginning of the Bible. Right after the flood. Okay. Right after the flood. Same right there. That old serpent. Same guy, same plan, different time period. We're reading about it here in the beginning. Eleven chapters in. You see that Satan has been trying to implement his plan all the way back then. And it's gonna show you that. It's gonna show you that um as we continue reading. St. James, anything you wanna say? No, no, sir. Now you got it. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, end of verse four. Let us let us make a name. Let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Right. So they wanted to make themselves the name of the first people on the planet Earth that was going to establish themselves under this one world order to be in defiant against God and uh, against the God that brought forth the, the flood. Read on. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower. I think you which, missed the part. Lest we be scattered abroad. Let us make us a name. Yeah, let us lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Read on. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. So now the Lord came down to see the city and the tower. So now that's actually um something we need to look at. It says when the Lord came down. When the Lord came down, what does it mean that when the Lord came down to see the when to see the tower? What's the purpose uh behind that? Behind the, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ coming down to see the city and the tower it is to give the final confirmation of the what they was actually doing which was that wickedness uh, the lord had to come down and see if that wickedness that they was doing he needed to verify that okay to show that there was wickedness on the earth so how would god do that he was actually he would actually send angels saint james to give the final confirmation before he brings judgment how do we know that to be the case? Because it's in another part of the Bible. Let's go into the book of Genesis chapter 18. And what you see us doing right here is what's known in the scriptures as precepts. Okay? The, the Bible clearly shows you how to use the Bible. It's encoded within the Bible, St. James. <laughs> you can't get that unless you're the man of God that has been taught by God, by God the Father, by the prophet of God the Father, to be able to give understanding to this word, um, which is precept upon precept, here, literal, here a little and there a little. Okay, so the purpose of what it says, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower is to give that final confirmation that that wickedness was being done, was actually being done to confirm that. How would he do that? By sending angels down. How do we know that for a fact? Let's go to another part of the scriptures, which is Genesis chapter 18, verses 1 and 2. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. And he sat at the tent door in the heat of the day. So who did he appear to? Our Lord saved Jesus Christ or the, in the form of an angel represent appeared unto who? Appeared unto Abraham. Read on. And he lift up his eyes and looked. And lo, three men stood by him. So who were these three men that stood by him? These three men were three angels that the Lord has sent down. And what was the purpose of the Lord sending down these three angels? One of them was for blessing Abraham. But the main purpose why God sent these angels down uh, was to go to Sodom and Gomorrah. Why? 
to verify that what was being done there was actually that wickedness, to give that final confirmation before they actually do what? Before God actually brings that judgment. So read on. And he looked in verse two. And he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And three when angels he, that were sent by God to, to stood by Abraham. Read on. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground. I right, so jump to verse 16, and we're going to go to verse 21. Again, we're going to show you that when it said that the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, that he sent angels to give that final confirmation of the wickedness that was being done before he brought judgment. Genesis chapter 18, verse 16, because he, he did the same thing here in Sodom and Gomorrah. Read verse 16. And the men rose up from thence and looked toward Sodom, and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. Read on. Verse 21. I will go down now and I'm see sorry, where... Verse, the... verse, uh... Yeah, you can jump. I'm sorry. You did 16... Yeah, go to um, go to 20, 20 and 21, sorry. Read that. Sir. Verse 20. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it. So again, what, what this says that the Lord went down to see what was the purpose? To give that final confirmation. So the verse 20 says, and the Lord said, because of the cry of Sodom, and Gomorrah was great. What is that cry? That cry of that wickedness that's being done. And because their sin is very grievous, verse 21 says, and I will go, I will go down now. So when it says I will go down now, meaning he will he will send that final confirmation. And how will he do that? He will send the angels down to give that kind of final confirmation above excuse me, the final confirmation of the wickedness that's being done before he brings judgment. So what did the Lord say? I will go down. Read on. Now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it. Right, according to the wickedness that was being done. Read on. Which is, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. So what did the Lord do? He always sends angels to witness again and give that final confirmation. So this scripture showed you here that this is what it means when the Lord said that he was going to go down now. So when he says it in Genesis, go back to Genesis 11 verse 5. We just we just proved and verified that when um, God said I would come down to see the city, that he would send the angels to give that final confirmation before he brings judgment. So let's go back to Genesis 11 and 5. Now this is to show you, right, the reason why he was going to go down to see the city and the tower, St. James, is because he knew that what was being done was not something that was righteous. Because if it was righteous, what's the purpose of God coming down to see what was going on? Read verse 5. St. James, anything you want to say on that? No, that's what I said. You, got it. You, you said it all very well, sir. Water. All right. Verse 5. Read and it. the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the, which the children of men builded. So obviously this is showing you, and then you know that there was something wicked that was going on. Because the Lord came to the angels to give that final confirmation before he passed judgment. Read on. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. Stop. Read that again. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. The people is what? One. One. One world order. Everybody that was in the earth at that time, they was what? They were one. They were one. Behold, the people is one. Well, I would say the majority of the people. 
The majority of the people outside of the righteous were one. They were one. The people is one. Now, if this is a good thing, why is God speaking against it, St. James? <laughs> because you have to realize, you have to realize that the leader of these people is worshiping Satan. And he's the first one that started to introduce Satan back on the earth at this time. So if you got all these people under him and following him, what is he going to lead them to do? He's going to lead them to worship Satan. And this, what you see happening right here, is exactly what's going on right now. Everything that's being set up is actually doing what? It's actually weakening you. Is, is programming you um, to not resist the evil, to actually take it because the influence is so heavy to get you closer and closer and closer and closer to worship of Satan. They, they're not going to sugarcoat it. They're not going to hide it anymore. Once they get to that point, they're just going to bring it straight out. You worship Satan. If not, I'm going to cut you off. Right, and just a real fast, Mr. Powers, is mm -hmm. one is, is, is just the example is too crystal clear. I mean, you see that when, where do you see people in the same mindset today? Oh, like, man. Try to come out against something that's popular is online in particular, social media. There's an established truth there that is, is right there, right? Everyone being who they are, everyone having the right to try and speak against that and see you be utterly condemned. Why? Because everyone is together in the same mindset, just like that's you right. see right here from the very beginning. And what are you seeing now? The very same pieces coming together. Oh, yeah. You see everybody in the same mindset with uh, transgender movements. You see everybody mm -hmm. in the mindset with uh, same-sex marriage. These are all things that's in the laws that's against God. Drugs. Oh, you do you. Do what you want to do. Change your sex. Do this. Do what I, Okay. Be a him, her, he, where, who, how, what. <laughs> this is all being promoted and is being... Now, speak against that. Like you said, speak against that. Mm -hmm. See what's going to happen. Everybody going to come up against you. So everybody going to turn around and look at you. Like, right. What's going on with you? Because you're not, you're not, you're not part of the plan. <laughs> this Man. is what was going on right here, right yes. here. Go ahead. I would say, yeah, so much for any endorsements. Thankfully, we, we were never looking for any. So, <laughs> <laughs> reverse six again, please. Yes, sir. And the Lord said, "Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. Right? They can and, all, they can all understand each other. You know, and this they do." Now, what is it that, what is this they begin to do? They're looking to build this city. They're looking to establish themselves in their wickedness. And they're going to build this tower that can go up to heaven to worship the host of heaven. Look at what they're doing. This is what God is saying. Behold, the people is one. Look at what they're doing. They all have one language. And this they begin to do. To worship the stars of heaven, establish themselves in their wickedness, and be defined against God. Look at what they begin to do. Read on. And now nothing will be restrained from them. And now nothing will be restrained from them. So what is that letting you know? That if they're not stopped, if we don't stop them now, that they can think to do whatever it is that they want to. In defiance against God And that we wouldn't be able to stop them So this was the plan back then This is the plan today <laughs> This has always been the plan To be in defiance against God And do whatever it is that you want You talk about free thought Do what it is that you feel 
become what it is that you want. You know, be become a he if you're a she, become a she if you're a he. I mean, um, I mean, whatever your heart's desire, do it. That's the time we live in. The same thing they was doing back then. So if they, if, so it says it, and then now, and now nothing will be restrained from them. If they don't be stopped, then they would think that they could do whatever they want and be in defiance against God. Read on, which they, which they have imagined to do. Now what would they imagine to do? Nothing but evil and evil, like it says in Genesis chapter six, verse five, that their thoughts will only be evil. What Saint James continually, continually right? Continually, and I'll be damned, Saint James. Mm-hmm. That's not what's going on right now. Right, just like the Holy God's been coming from Holy Apostle he says, and we know what damned means. We know what damned means. <laughs> Tell me that's not going on right now. For all you listeners that's out there, wherever you at, United States, the Caribbean islands, China, Japan, Israel, wherever you at, tell me that wickedness is not on its highest level that it's ever been on the planet Earth. Mm. Tell us that we're wrong, please. Because the evidence is clear that what they were doing back then was evil and wickedness and in the fines against God. What are they doing right now? The same exact thing. And they have actually, they actually have surpassed that point. Because the things that they do now with their technology was things they couldn't do back then. Like sex changes. Um, like sex bots. Like people, what is a sex oh, bot? Oh man, come, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking, uh, we're talking reality here. You can have sex yeah. with a sex bot, man. A right. silicone AI. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you got artificial intelligence, which is becoming the new intelligence. People get warped in that, all part of the plan. You can, you can lose it. You can get whoever you want in there, do whatever fantasy you want. They even got the um, the metaverse, like you mentioned before. We mm-hmm. spoke about the metaverse, which is actually putting on a new skin. Did you actually feel it when you're with somebody? This is this is complete madness, mm. complete wickedness on the planet Earth. This is why God came back. Back then, he intervened in that plan. Let's continue to read for a sudden. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language, that they, right, may, so, not, go ahead. That they may not understand one another's speech. So again, like, it, like the Holy God's a couple of total so perfectly, so beautifully, like it says in Genesis, the sixth chapter and the fifth verse, that their imaginations of their thoughts will only be evil continually. So what was taking place? It said, let us go down and confound the language. What was taking place because of the wickedness that happened in the first world, where everybody's imaginations of their thoughts was only evil continually, and God brought forth the flood and destroyed the earth. God at this point was not getting, was not ready to deal with this. He didn't want to deal with this so soon again. So what did he do? He intervened in that plan, and he stopped the plan by happening. He didn't even let it get that far. What he do? He just confounded the language like what? Now everybody starts speaking different languages. The right. event of setting up a one world order, a new world order, a one world plan to be in defiance against God and to worship Satan is the reason why we speak different languages today, St. James. That is uh-huh. crazy. Right. All the way back then. And you've seen how it played out now and, and got to the point where we are right now. 
and I was all coming right back together all online because all you do what you go right into Google or whatever you got and you say translate and you can communicate <laughs> with anybody. Exactly. But the point of it, St. James, everybody speak different languages right now. That's a uh-huh. reminder of what of what God did back then to show you that he was not with the plan. It's supposed they to just, be. That's exactly what it is. Yes, sir. So they all started speaking different languages. So he just like, whack. He, he, he intervened and he stopped that plan. He stopped that plan. So everybody that started speaking different languages, they hooked up and, and tried to finish it, but they couldn't finish it. So they all just became nations out of that. This is what happened all the way back in Genesis. That happened back then. That's why it became known as Babel, Babylon, which is the city of confusion. Why? Because God confused the language at the Tower of Babel. And this is the time that we're in right now. We're in the time where they actually restored the plan. They restored it. It is restored. That the Holy Ghost has come for the Torah. They restored that plan. And it's like Satan. It's like Satan taught a class. Everybody, everybody gonna understand, understand this once we mention it because it was taught to us by the gods and comforters coming from Christ. It's like Satan taught a class and everybody attended it and passed. Right. <laughs> like how do they all, how do they all get the same mindset? How is everybody doing the exact same thing? St. James in right. wickedness. No matter where you go on the planet Earth, as long as that influence of America is there, it's like you was taught by Satan. You was in that class and you got an A plus. <laughs> right. You got an A plus. Everybody's doing the exact same thing. And you mentioned it perfectly. The internet is also a new form of a tower of Babel. Everybody comes together and they're all in one. And that oneness to do what? To be evil, to be wicked. That influence. And this is, again, nothing is by this, nothing is by uh, coinciding. Everything is by design. You got everybody caught up in their gadgets, their, uh, their uh-huh. phones, on their TVs, on their tablets, on their computers, just completely zombied out. Zombied out. Influenced. That's that influence. So the plan has been restored. And that's the purpose of why they bring, um, um, what they call uh that police state, because they locking this whole system down. St. James, so we coming to the end of this um segment because this is too much information to go into um for us to continue. We're gonna have to do a part two because we're gonna show you that um we're gonna speak about it because uh St. James was about to bring it out, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that um. But this is why they bringing in um um that police state, which is again to control you, mm-hmm. to control you. This is this is what's already being done. Tell me that the police are not being militarized. They're all wearing black. They got military gear. They got tactical gear. This is all being done because they're locking down the planet. When they lock down the planet and they fully implement their mark of the beast, it's either do or die. Be with them or be against them. If you're against them, finito. Bye-bye. So long. Farewell. Sayonara. You're done. Unless, <laughs> no, matter what, no matter what language you speak. <laughs> no matter what language. Unless... Unless you are part of the Israelite church of God and Jesus Christ. Because right. with all their plans, we are the monkey wrench to their plan. The truth is the monkey wrench to Satan's plan. Satan is trying to get rid of the righteous. That's the whole goal. Have the whole world worship him so he can get rid of the righteous. The ones that's not going to follow him, 
his goal is to destroy them. And not only destroy them, but destroy a massive population on the planet Earth, which is something we're going to talk about right now. Uh, St. James, you was, we were saying something that what we're saying is, is, is not a conspiracy. This is an actual fact. Why, why, were you, why were you getting ready to say that, St. James? Which we're going to reveal one of the their plans. When they implement their plan, which is already starting, is being implemented, one of the things that they were going to do is they were going to downsize, okay, and try to get rid of a large population on the planet Earth. Now, St. James, you were going to speak on that. You want to you introduce us to what that is that they're planning to do? No, actually, so I, what I was going to say is, is you want to talk about you think that that can't happen. Like we use this kind of democracy and all that. Like this is, um, this is not something that is in our near future. You know, all you got to do is look at what's happening in Australia right now. And you see a perfect example of complete and total lockdown, people being arrested, oh. all that. What's the word? Totalitarianism. Mm-hmm. That right there in Australia, it is all a forerunner of what's to come. Right. Without a shadow of doubt, we know that for a fact, because they do these things. They imp- they try certain things out. They see the reaction of the people, and then they know what changes to make so they can fully implement that plan. Okay, the new world order is something that's not going to be implemented next day. It is in stages. You got too many people on the planet Earth, and that's one of the things that the rulers of darkness was told by Satan. There's too many people on the planet Earth. You have to get rid of these people. Because if you don't get rid of these people by a certain amount of time, you are going to lose the earth. This is what they've been told. Not only is this history, not only is this factual, St. James, but it is also biblical. It is Mm -hmm. biblical. It is a doctrine. It is not nothing that's new. It is an old plan. We mentioned that earlier. The saying is known as the old serpent. It is an old plan. To get rid of people, to get rid of mainly the righteous. But at this point right here that we're in right now, it's not only the righteous, it's going to affect the majority of the people. The rulers of darkness want the earth to themselves. Satan promised it to them just because Satan is the plagiarist, okay? This is what people don't understand. He is a plagiarist. And in God's plan, whoever's wicked, God is going to get rid of. <laughs> right, uh, St. James? So what Satan's mm-hmm. plan, since he's, he's, a, he's a plagiarist, is that he wants to get rid of a whole lot of people on the planet Earth, okay? And he wants to leave it for his elite. And the ones that's left, you're going to be a complete slave, okay? This is going to make sense. They want to get rid of the majority of the people on the planet Earth. This is why they're setting up AI and the rise of the machines, because when they get rid of the majority of the people, according to their plan, everything is going to be ran by machines and automated. That's what AI is all about. That's why they're taking over... Uh, the blue collar job and different jobs of that, and they're automating everything because their plan is to get rid of the majority of the people on the earth. I thought you was going to mention that same gene, but we're going to end off talking about that because that's actually doctrine and it's actually scriptures. The rulers of right. darkness have something that's called the Ten Commandments of the Dark Side. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, you know, I wouldn't touch that, so I'm going to let you, that, that, yeah, I'm going to let you deal with that. Ten Commandments of the Dark Side. Mm hmm. Okay, um, the Holy Ghost and Comforter called it the Ten Crack Commandments, and it makes the perfect sense. The reason why he called it the Ten Crack Commandments because once you understand this plan, be like, man, you have to be on crack to put this together. There's no way <laughs> something wrong with you. Do you actually think that you're gonna do this? But this is what they was told. This is their plan. Why is that so important? Because it's gonna make all the sense of the world of the things you see happening right now, St. James. It's gonna make right. all the sense of the world. So they have. What's called the ten, 
the Ten Commandments of the Wicked. Okay, and this is actually in Georgia. Okay, in Elberton, Georgia. Okay, this is also known as the Georgia Guidestones. For those of you that think that we're just making stuff up. This is known as the Georgia Guidestones, and this was actually set up uh, between 1979 and 1980, when, when one of the rulers of darkness so sent one of their peons to Elberton, Georgia, okay? And he went to um, the Elberton, Georgia uh, Granite Company, right, uh, St. James, and told mm -hmm. him um, that he was part of a secret group. And they wanted them because uh, the Elberton Granite Company, which is in Elberton, Georgia, they made a lot of granites and a lot of tombs. Okay, so they had the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to build these granites. So this man that the rulers of darkness sent them, they sent him to Elberton, Georgia, um, to that granite company. And he went to them. And he said, I want you guys to build us a great granite monument. Okay, and he said that he was part of a secret group. And he never even gave him his real, he never even gave him his real name. It's even on the tomb itself. It says that he has a pseudo name. Pseudo name means that it's a fake name. It's not a real name. And he called himself R.C. Christian. Okay, and we know that's not his real name. But he actually um, set them up to actually um, build a great, a granite, a great, excuse me, a great granite monument. In 1979, paid him with cash, paid him a whole lot of money. They don't know who who he worked for. He just said he worked for a secret group. They have no idea. Who this guy came from, who he is, what's his real name, but they built this granite monument in Georgia. Um, what's, what's so crazy about this, this granite monument known as the Georgia Guy Stone? They also call it the American Stonehenge. Um, that he gave them all the instructions on how to build it. Um, this thing's linked to the stars because again, they worship the host of heaven. It's linked to the North Star. You can still see the North Star from the granite monument. You can see the sun and the moon. And this, Granite has um, uh, writings on it, okay, which are actual Ten Commandments. When we said Ten Commandments from the dark side, we wasn't kidding, Saint James. This is actually factual. Right. Um, and this granite is written in eight different languages. What's so amazing about that? What is the first commandment of the Ten Commandments of the dark side? <laughs> what is the first commandment? And that is that you are to keep. It says. Um, let me see if I got it correct. It says to maintain um, the population of the world uh, at 500 million. It might say under 500 million or at 500 million in constant balance with nature. Okay. To keep the population of the earth, St. James, at 500 million. Do you know what that is? 500 million? Yeah, that's a, that's a, a lot less people than is there right now. The population right now is about eight billion, which right. you know is probably more, because you just can't count everybody. First of all, you can't count the children of Israel, okay? But that alone is more than ninety percent of the world's population. So if the population is to be maintained at five hundred million in constant balance with nature, that means there's going to be a whole lot of death, billions of people. Billions of people. Now, not only is this factual and happened, it was erected. It was set up in 1979 and erected in 1980. I mean, it's still there right now in Georgia. It's still there. <laughs> and it's still there. The elite wanted to let everybody know this is their plan because that's what they do. They put stuff and they let you know what they're going to do before they do it because they receive their orders from Satan. 
For example, St. James 9-11. 9-11, they already put that in the show before it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Right. The show was called The Lone Gunman. It's the first episode. Show you how they, they took over a plane was going to smack it into the World Trade Center. I mean, come on, give me a break. Are you serious? In the same year that it happened? Before before the year went out, the show canceled? <laughs> I mean, mm. can't make this up. Lone Gunman. Episode one. They took over a plane and was getting ready to go into the World Trade Center. What happened? The exact same thing at the end of that year. They put stuff in their movies. And they said, look, we're going to do it. They brag, hey, we're going to do it. What you going to do about it? This was us. What you going to do about it, buddy? That's who you're dealing with. You're dealing with people that will kill children. You're dealing with people that will sacrifice people for their plan. And they are looking to kill about 90 or a little over 90% of the world's population. So this was going to lead us into the last couple of scriptures. Now, is this something that's factual? Not only is this factual and historical, um, from our point of St. James, it's also biblical, <laughs> okay? Especially to get rid of the righteous, okay? That's how we know that to be true because in the scriptures, this is something that they always wanted to do. They always wanted to get rid of the children of Israel, they always wanted to get rid of the nation of Israel. Look what happened during the time of Egypt with Pharaoh. His focus was to try to get rid of the children of Israel. He was killing the firstborn when Moses was around. So he showed you that they didn't care. They would kill babies. Mm-hmm. They did that during the time of Rome. They were doing the same thing. They was killing off when they knew the Messiah was being born because they know the scriptures. They know that the scriptures are accurate. They know the prophecies. They was trying to kill. They killed children from two and under. And during the time of Nero, he burnt Rome and blamed it on the Christians for the purpose of coming after them to try to do what? To try to destroy them. During the Babylonians, they tried to do the same thing. So let's actually go into a couple of scriptures and show you that. Let's go to the book of Psalms to prove that this is actually biblical. And then we're going to end off and come back with part two and show you that not only is this biblical, not only was it done in the past, um, St. James, but it's also going to be done today. It's also going to be done today, St. James. And that's actually in the scriptures. It's actually in Revelations. We're just showing you that they're going to try to depopulate the population of the planet Earth by killing them. That's in the scriptures. That's taught to us by the Holy Gospel cover. That's going to be part two of this class. So we're going to show you a couple of scriptures here that we're going to end off. We're going to show you what it is that they're planning to do because how important is, is that? How important is that that they're going to try to destroy the population of planet Earth? Because it's going to show you what it is that they're going to try to do to get this done. And it's happening right now. We're going to give it to you, but we're going to go back and show you that's, that's actually something that's biblical. One of the things that they're they doing to try to kill a lot of people is what? Man-made diseases. St. James. Mm-hmm. Man-made diseases. Weaponized viruses. I mean, look at COVID. COVID is a mere result of what we're talking about right now. Right. See, the things that you see happening with COVID, like how many people died from COVID already? Over 4 million people. That is them getting rid of the people on the planet Earth. This was a weaponized virus. The main purpose was who? To get the children of Israel. We see that happening right now. Mm. And they're not done. They're not done. We're already two years in. They're not done. They got more plans in place. More things they're going to bring. Because this is the time that we're in. That God spoke about in the book of Revelations. So let's go show you a couple of scriptures. Then we're going to end off um, with that and give you a part two to show you that um, 
this is what they're planning to do. Um, we're going to show you how disease is part of that. We're going to show you how um, vaccinations is like the Holy Ghost cover taught us on the class chaos. It's important to the elite, how they want to be able to track and identify who you are um, because they want to know where the children of Israel is at because, again, the whole purpose is to get rid of you. In order for them to get rid of you, they have to know who you are. So all of this is part of their plans. That's not coming. That's already here. So let's show you that in the scriptures. This is what they was trying to do to the children of Israel to show you that this is not rhetoric. This is not something that's made up. This is actual biblical. Go to Psalms on 124, verses 1 to 3. Sir. And let's see what uh, our forefather David said concerning the nations. Read that. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Well, David said it. He said, if it had not been for the Lord, who our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that was on our side, our side, the side of the children of Israel. Read on. Now may Israel say. Now may Israel say. Read on. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. Read on. When men rose up against us. See, when men came up against the children of God. Read on. Then they had swallowed us up quick. Then they would have swallowed us up quick. Meaning, what does that mean? That means they would have gotten rid of us. Right there in the scriptures. That if it hadn't been for if it hadn't been for God, they would have gotten rid of us. If it had been for God who was on our side when men rose up against us, they would have gotten rid of us. Read on. They would have swallowed us up quick. When their wrath was kindled against us. Their wrath was kindled against us. So that's David showing you that. In this scripture, Jeremiah even said that. We're going to go into that in part two of the class. How it's going to be almost impossible for you to do that. But this is what their plan is. Now let's go to another one. Let's go into the book of Esther. We're going to show you in the book of Esther that they actually try to do this. And why is this important? Because the same people that was trying to do that in the book of Esther, St. James, which is amazing. It's amazing, St. James. It's the mm -hmm. same people. That's trying to do it right now. Wow. Right now. And I think that's the best way to end this class. What do you think, St. James? Yeah, I think so, sir. Got to. All right. So let's go to the book of Esther, chapter 3, um, in verses 1 through 6. And uh, um, St. James, please uh, feel free to come in if you want to. Um, we're going to the book of Esther. Now, Esther was an Israelite woman who was in the Medo-Persian Empire. And when she, when she was in the Medo-Persian Empire, the children of Israel was in captivity in slavery under the Medo-Persian Empire. Certain events took place under the Medo-Persian Empire that caused the children of Israel to face annihilation. And we're about to read about that right now. Anything you want to say on that, um, St. James? No, sir. No, I think you said it up well. Let's get into it. All right. So Esther chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. So let's read verse 1. About a couple of minutes and we'll be done. After these after these things did King Ahasuerus promote Haman, the son of Hamadatha. So now, the, the what? The Agagite. So now King Ahasuerus, that was the king over the Persian, the Persian, the Persian and Peace Empire, he promoted one of his uh, uh, fellow followers, which was Haman, uh, the son of Hamathadiah. Um, so Haman was being what he was being promoted, which is the Agagite. What is the Agagite? Agagite is one of the sons of Amalek. Uh, who is Amalek? Amalek is one of the tribes of the nation of Esau, 
also known as the Edomites or St. James went over that in, I think, the last class or the class before that, uh, St. James. We right, about yeah, the so the last class, yeah. Right. So see how everything links up and how they're the ones that was going to be ruling in this time. Um, they're the one, They will be the prominent ones, especially uh, in the Great Melting Pot. So, again, this is showing you that this all links up together. Um, why are we going here? Because there's other scriptures that show you that um, Israel was going to be, um, try to be destroyed. But we're going to actually show you here because the same people that try to do it here, is the same ones is actually doing it today, and it makes all the sense of the world. This is why we have to go here. What does the scripture tell you? The scripture says that things that's written for a foretime, uh, things that was written a foretime, uh, Saint James was written for what? It was written for our learning. learning. So here we're gonna learn about how you never supposed to trust your enemy, no matter what, in today's age, because their mindset has not changed, their plans and their desire for us has not changed. Read it one more time, please. After these things, the king of Hazarus from Ohaman, the son of Hamedatha, the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes that were with him. So now this um, Edomite, and he's also um, of the tribe of Amalek. Why is that important? As we get through this understanding, you're going to know why this is important. Um, he's from the tribe of Amalek. He was given a very high position, uh, St. James, a very high position in the Persian kingdom. Okay, But he's an Edomite. He's not a Persian. He's an Edomite. Uh, from the tribe of Amalek, and um, those are who are they today? Those are the so-called Jews today. <laughs> right. Those are the so-called Jews today. The people that you see walking around with a yarmulke and in different parts of the world and in the land of Israel—that's not the children of God. Okay, that's actually Amalek, and they are the nation of Esau. Why were they set up? Again, you got to understand history. Why were they set up? Um. Under the United Nations, when the United Nations came into uh, fruition, when they came into power, was one of the things that set up, was one of the first resolutions that they set up, was to set up uh, the so-called Jew in the land of Israel. Now, why? You ask yourself, why would they do that? Hmm? Why would they do that? Because they knew that the children of God was going to wake up. They knew that the prophets of God was going to come and was going to wake up the true Jews that were asleep, whose identity was hidden from them. So what did they do? They tried to offset prophecy, St. James, to have the real Jews think, well, that can't be talking about me. The, the Jews is in the land of Israel right now. They right. try to stop God's people from coming back. Who did this? The United Nations. The same ones that was praying to Satan to do what? To restore the plan. That's actually one of their resolutions. Set up the state of Israel. But guess what? You failed. <laughs> you failed because we're back. Right. But this is the mindset of them. So, and also, it's very important that you understand why we're saying that um, who Amalek is. Why is he the so-called Jew um, today? Very important because as you read it, you're going to find out who he is, who he really is, um, outside of being the so-called Jew. Um, he's from Amalek. He's from the tribe of Esau um, that we mentioned in, in um, um, the class that was taught by uh, St. James. That um the the name Esau is, is something you don't even hear about today. Not not even in 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 scholarly terms and people that uh, claim to be theologians and know about the Bible. That's like the, that's the name you hardly hear about. But that is a prominent figure in the Bible. Right, yeah. Where that did is, he go? <laughs> that, where, like, where did he go? He just disappeared off the planet. He's he's part of God's future judgments. But yet you don't hear about him. Why you don't hear about him? Because that's them. They're trying to hide themselves from knowing who they really are. But that's them. The so-called Jews. They actually. Um, Edomites, okay, right. from the nation of Esau, Amalek. 
Right, and just and just make just so that we're we're explicitly clear, we're speaking about nationality according to the word of God, not what anyone's color is, not anything like that. What their nationality is according to what God says, how God defines it inside of the word of God, period. Right. Right. You you can't go by color because you got black Edomites. How about that? <laughs> right. Hello, Bob Marley. Right. Bob Marley. You go, okay, sister sister, for those of you that watch T V. Those are Edomites too. There you go. Mm-hmm. They they look like Israel, but they not. So you can't go by color. Then you got Israelites that look like Esau, but there's room. That's what that's what that's what it's all about. It's need dealing with nationality. So again, uh this Edomite um uh Haman um in the Persian kingdom was given a high position. He was promoted to a high position um under King Ahasuerus. Read on. And he and, and advanced him and his seat was set above all the princes. That were with him, so he was actually over all the princes that were with him. Right. Read on verse two. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman. They did what? Bowed and reverenced Haman. Yes. Look at the position that Ahasuerus gave Haman. It was basically like he was a son figure. It's like he was the son of Ahasuerus. That's how, which is the Persian king, that's how they actually was looking at him because he had a lot of power and they had to show him that respect. Okay? We're saying this, we're saying this for a reason because something's about to happen here. Um, read on. For the king had so commanded concerning him. Yeah, who commanded this? King Ahasuerus commanded this. Concerning who? Haman, this Amalekite. The king told everybody, you need to bow down to him. Read on. But Mordecai what? about, but what? Mordecai. But here we go. But Mordecai. Now who's Mordecai? Mordecai is an Israelite. He's an Israelite of the tribe of Benjamin. But Mordecai, read on. Bowed not. He did what? Bowed not. Yeah, he did not bow to Haman. He did not bow down to this Edomite, to this Amalekite. He didn't bow down to him. Read on. Nor did him reference. Nor did he give him any reference. Reverence, excuse me. So what is this showing you? They're showing you that there's something going on between Haman and Mordecai. Okay. There's something going on between the two. Haman actually knows who Mordecai is, and Mordecai knows who Haman is. Okay, what, what do they call that in the world? As was taught to us by the Holy Gospel, we call that bad blood. Okay. And what's God doing? God is actually working here. Okay. So Haman was set up in a high position under the orders of the king, and everybody that saw Haman had to bow down to him. Mordecai, who was an Israelite in captivity in the Persian and Mean Empire, did not bow down to Haman, nor reference him. He refused. Why did Mordecai refuse? He refused because of who Haman was. Okay. Who was Haman? Haman was a member of the nation of Esau, of the tribe of Amalek. Read on. Verse 3. Then the king's servants, which were in the king's gate, said unto Mordecai, Why transgressest thou the king's commandment? So yeah, so the king's servant, they see him, they see him at the gate, they see Mordecai, and they ask him a question. Why are you breaking the king's commandment? There was a lot of people that was there. And they seen Haman come down. When they seen Haman come down, everybody saw that Mordecai didn't bow. They bow, they see Mordecai didn't bow. And they see Mordecai wasn't doing it. So they're like, man, why why are you not doing this? They ask him, why weren't you doing this? Why are you not doing what the king said? Why are you not following the king's commandments and bowing down to Haman? 
this Amalekite, this Edomite. Read. Verse 4. Now it came to pass, when they spake daily unto him, and he hearkened not unto them. And he did what? They spake daily unto him. So all these people that see him, all the sermons, they spoke to him daily. But he didn't listen to them. Like, why, are you, why are you not following the king's commandment? Listen, why are you not? Why are you doing this? Why are you going against the king's commandment? Why are you not doing what the king said and bowing down to Haman, just like we're doing, according to the king's commandment? So what did they do? Read on. And, and he hearkened not unto them. And he didn't listen unto them. Read on. That they told Haman. They did what? They became snitches. <laughs> they went and told on Mordecai. And they told him that he's not bound before Haman when Haman comes by. And they wanted, and why did they do that? Read on. To see whether Mordecai's matters would stand. Right, so they wanted to see that the reason why um, he wouldn't bow to Haman, if that was actually a good reason why he didn't bow down, bow down to him. So they wanted to see whether or not Mordecai's matter would actually stand. Read on. For he had told them that he was a Jew. But he told them that he was a what? A Jew. So he told them that the reason why he didn't bow down to him is because he's a Jew. So again, an Amalekite of the nation of Edom, which is a so-called Jew today, um, which is again, why is this important? Because in today's age that we live in, who are the rulers of darkness that follow Satan? Amalek. <laughs> this is amazing, St. James. Right mm -hmm. here in the scriptures, the rulers of darkness of this world is Amalek. All of them. They have ruling bodies with them that are intertwined with them and that's trying to receive some type of position um, when they set up their one world order. This is why you see them in politics and in the presidency and try to get a lot of plans for them done because they want to get a seat um, with them when they set up their new world order. But the rulers of darkness, the ten horns, all of them, the rulers of darkness, they all Amalek. All of them. All of them. Very important. These are the ones that's ruling behind the scenes right now. Known as the rulers of darkness. So now you have Haman over there. And he's seen that Mordecai is not bound down to him. Let's continue reading. Verse 5. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. Then was Haman what? Full of wrath. Now why is this important that we're showing you that Amalek is actually the rulers of darkness? Why are we going into this story and showing you how important this is? That... Mordecai, which is an Israelite, was actually facing off with Haman because it's going to show you the same minds that they had back then. The same plan they had back then, St. James, is the same plan that they have today. All the sense right. of the world. Read verse 5 again. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. When was, then was Haman what? Full of wrath. He was full of wrath. He was mad as hell. We looking at this guy like this Israelite right here. Who the hell does this guy think he is? He ain't gonna bow down before me. Reverse six. What was he, his mindset? And he thought, and he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone. Wow. So he was so full of anger, and he was mad. But the reason why he was mad is what people don't really understand, because again, what we're giving you here is we're giving you uh, mysteries. The reason why he was mad is is beyond. The fact that he just didn't bow down to him. The reason why he was mad is because he was a Jew. And they had what's known as bad blood. They had a grudge against each other. And this is something that goes all the way. This actually goes all the way back to the beginning of the birth of these two nations. Okay, he was mad at Mordecai for being a Jew. And he's, his mindset was like, 
the hell is this guy a slave at that? I had the nerve not to bow down to me. Mordecai being an Israelite, like, who the hell does God think he is? So it says that he thought, and he thought scorned to lay hands on Mordecai. Read on. To lay hands on Mordecai alone. For they, alone had, on. for they had shown him the people of Mordecai. But they also showed Haman who? The people of Mordecai. Now, what was Haman's mindset? Which is a Malachite, which is also a Jew, so-called Jew today, which just happens to be St. James, the rules of darkness of this world. What did he do? Wherefore, Haman sought to do what? Read it. Uh, to destroy all to the what? Jews. To destroy all the Jews. To do what? Destroy all the Jews. So he sought out to destroy all the Jews. So his mindset is like, I'm not just going to kill Mordecai alone. I'm going to kill the whole nation of Israel. It says he sought out to destroy all the Jews. You know what that's called, St. James? That's called genocide. Right. To get oh, yes, rid sir. of... I'm sorry? No, no, yeah. yeah no, yes, sir. Right on point. To get rid of a whole nation of people. Now, when you look at that, what was Haman again? Esau. Who was the main corporate in this? Esau. Who's the rulers of darkness today? Esau. Who's the ones that behind everything behind the scenes? Amalek. Esau. Who mm -hmm. the ones that wanted to destroy the Jews, all the Jews back then, the children of Israel? Esau. Who's the same ones that want to destroy the nation of Israel today? Esau. The rulers of darkness of this world. They want to destroy the whole children of Israel. Like they did back then. Same plan they're trying to do today. I mean, come on, St. James. You can't make this up. Nope. No, sir. There's no coincidence that they keep on moving all the way back down to uh, to show where it came from, the plan on the origination, right, with Nimrod and the Tower of Babel at that time. And now uh, you see things being repeated now this time you see what was the same what's what's the what's the key part of that plan is to destroy the nation of israel and you see it repeated countless times throughout the scriptures right because in order for them to keep their rulership they have to get rid of the righteous the righteous is who the children of israel especially the believers but they want to get rid of all the children of israel because they don't know which one of them is going to be the believers <laughs> they don't know which right. one of them god could just at any moment, just wake this guy up and make him a believer. So their goal is to get rid of the children of Israel. Uh, we're going to end off this, this first segment of this class um, titled The Plan. Okay, You see here that they had a plan that went all the way back to the beginning. You see the purpose of that plan. You see that that happened today. You see that um, these different wars that they was fought was actually to enable the plan to work. You see that they did that by setting up the United Nations. You see that the United Nations was praying to Saint to restore the plan. That plan was what? The same plan that Nimrod tried to set back all the way in the beginning of this world. And you see how God intervened because you see that that plan was nothing but wickedness. You see that they already restored that plan in the time that we live in. Because in order for them to wreak havoc on this earth, St. James, the mark of the beast will take effect mm -hmm. for all of you that's out there the mark of the beast is going to happen how we know it's going to happen because god told you if you take it in order for you to take it 
that means it's gonna be established. Because right. he's giving you the warning not to take it. If you take it, you're gonna get yourself thrown in the lake of fire, which is the second death. That means there's gonna be no salvation for you. This is why we're bringing this stuff out right now. This is why we feel it's very important to bring it out now, because the things that's happening right now is leading to the plans that they have put in place, which is to get rid of not only the children of Israel, but a large population on the planet Earth. We showed you it historically. We showed you it uh, um, um, evidence that they have it set up in the Georgia Guidestones that you can't make this stuff up. Um, you have people like Ted Turner that said there's too many people on the planet Earth. You have um, uh, John D. Rockefeller that said there's too many people on the planet Earth that you need to reduce the population. You have Bill Gates, which is another uh, uh, elitist, saying the same thing. The negative impact of population growth on all of our planetary ecosystems is becoming appallingly evident. We would not be here today if we were not convinced that the rapid and unsustainable growth of human population was an issue of the utmost urgency. Too many people are using too much stuff. But if there were less people, they'd be using less but stuff. The hope for mankind is to stabilize and presently reduce population. Tens of millions of pounds of UK aid money has been spent forcibly sterilizing Indian women. Many have died being mistreated, causing outrage from those who suspect Britain simply wants to curb the country's population. There is a, a policy of the American government, it's called the Kissinger Report, which was produced in the mid-70s. To this day, it remains the official policy of the American government. It has not changed. The purpose of the foreign policy in Africa was to uh, reduce the, the population. The problem is that the population is growing the fastest where people are less able to deal with it. So it's in the very poorest places. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. This is not by coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. This is being unleashed on the planet Earth as we speak right now. What's one of the, what's one of the major ways to get rid of the populace on the planet Earth, weaponized disease. You see that happening right now. This is not a coincidence. It was told to us before it happened that disease was coming, St. James, that uh -huh. man-made disease was coming. I'm talking about years and years before this actually happened. We was told, get ready, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And when it came, the Holy Gospel said, looks like this is the one right here. You see that it's killing a lot of people. You see that they have other plans in place, uh, vaccination, different things of that nature, which is which is, has different purposes of it. In part two, we're going to show you what those purposes are. But it's very important that they get to the children of Israel because they want to get rid of the righteous and they want to they want to make room for the planet Earth for themselves when they set themselves up. The mark of the beast is not coming. The mark of the beast is already here. It's being implemented in stages. And if you're not in the truth, then you have no escape. St. James, anything you want to say before we end off? No, that, that's, I mean, you, you said it very well. So let's praise God Almighty for sending us the Holy God, and comfort, Holy Apostle, and Chief of Because again, without that, that wealth and knowledge, without that, that, that beautiful understanding that we have received through the Holy Spirit, there's no way we'd be able to bring any of this information out. So, you know, thank God Almighty for that, sir, and for the opportunity. 
Yeah, because you don't know how long, especially if you bring this stuff out, how long they're gonna keep us on the air. So. Right, right. But our job is to get is to get to the world on a global platform. We have, and it was very well said, sir. Uh, St. James, everything you said, one hundred percent. We have Israelites that's all over the planet. Okay, right. And and they are going after you. <laughs> Believe it or not, they are going after you. You are the main target wherever you at. The United States. In the Caribbean, in the in South America, in Canada, in Egypt, in Israel, in Japan, in China, wherever you at, they want to find who you are, so they can get rid of you. You are the main target. Like the children of Israel was the main target under Haman in the Persian and Mede Empire, and they wanted to get rid of the whole nation of Israel. The same people is back here today with the same plan under Satan to try to get rid of you. What do you need to do? You need to repent. You need to come back to your nation. You need to come back to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so he can give you that protection. Um, this ends part one of the segment called The Plan. Um, we have a lot more information to go into, so we're going to go into part two of the plan. And we might just end up with the same part of the plan, same part of the plan, which is titled um, He That Sits in the Heavens Shall Laugh. That is the mm-hmm. end result. Of everything that you see happening. Everything you see happening right now. What is God going to do? He is sitting in the heavens laughing. Because their plans is not going to be complete. They won't be able to get rid of the children of Israel. More to that. To come in part two of this class. With that you say. With that we'd like to say you've been a beautiful class. Um, Keep listening to the mysteries of the Bible. Because we're going to lead you. Into words that you, the words that you need to receive your salvation. So with that, we say have a good night and thank you for listening. This has been another segment of Mysteries of the Bible. Thank you. Good night. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. I want you to understand it's a mystery. We speak the wisdom of God in the mystery. Mystery, even a mystery, hit from ages through history, generations, but now is made manifest to incense the nation victory. You're listening to, listening to mysteries of the Bible. Now, since mysteries of the Bible has been on the air, uh, our main goal was to establish truth according to God.